This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're going over the results for the 8th Annual Summer Movie Gamble. Get your tickets at the box office. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording. This is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello, hi, how are you, Anna? <laughs> Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. However, every now and then we have to have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. And this is something very different. This is the end of the summer, which means it is the we, we're at the results show for the 8th Annual Summer Movie Gamble. Bum, yes. Bum, bum, bum. I know. I'm excited. Abe's excited, some of the listeners are excited, some of the participants are excited, others did the math, others lost. Regardless. <laughs> what a list. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. We're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to all that. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to go over. Um, I've mentioned this every chance I could on the show throughout the summer, but Abe and I, along with many other guests that are frequent on the podcast, we decided to predict what we think are going to be the top 10 highest grossing films at the summer box office, the domestic box office, and now we're at the end of the summer. So we have the results of that, and that's what we're going to do this evening. We're going to go determine who won this competition, and in doing so, it becomes a fun summer recap, because we get to we have some guests here with us, and we're going to go over everybody's kind of list and who won or whatnot, but also go over our favorite films of the summer, least favorites, surprises, disappointments, what have you. So yeah, it that's going to be a lot of fun. So before we get to all that, let's get to our guests. Joining us this week, we have from Fast Film Reviews, he went far from home with the help of Detective Pikachu to solve a secret life of international crime. It's Mark Hoban, Chapter 3, Rocket Man. Wow. Hi, everyone. <laughs> also joining us from back east, he's the king of the monsters, even in the face of a dark phoenix trying to spoil his endgame, Fast and Furious presents Alan Aguilera. What's up, bros? <laughs> <laughs> How are the two of you doing this evening? Very well. I'm doing great. Great. Glad to hear. Glad to have you guys it. here. Glad Abe's here for this final episode of the Summer Movie Gamble. Hit it. I, I'm glad to have my lovely girlfriend here in the background with us. So it's it's just a good it's a good good collection of people, I would say. No one agrees with me? I think it's a good I collection agree. of people. I agree with you. I was, I was waiting for, uh, for uh, I was waiting for the crickets to chip in. Well, the, <laughs> that's, that's the best part. The crickets have been eaten yeah. at this point this week. So oh, you know, we oh got, that's good. We okay, got at least cool. a week or two before we get more crickets on this thing. Been getting a lot of feedback from that from the listeners. Yeah, well, before... feedback, feedback, feedback. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Other show notes: um, our Iron Giant commentary is currently up. That was our August commentary track, which was a lot of fun to record. Um, it is a new month, um, so yeah, we'll be recording a new commentary uh, soon enough, uh, which should be a lot of fun, depending on what we ever do. And um, what else? iTunes reviews, ratings, good to get those. Helps out our show. Helps other people find the show. If you want to log on to iTunes, search for right now out there in the name, give us a star rating and review. That'd be great. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. All right. I got a pretty quick know everybody question here just to think, get things kicked off. Hit it. How was your guys' this summer? It's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. It, Mark can agree to this. It, it's been very hot in the Bay. Yeah, but it, it's been good. It's been uh, seasonably warm, but uh, it, that's always good for the summer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Alan, you Mine was good. Yeah. Mine was good. I worked through most of it, so, you know, I've gone from one air conditioned space to another air conditioned <laughs> space. <laughs> And I was rarely outside, so I had a great time. Well, I had a good summer. I've been very yeah. happy on it. I've been able to go to disc golf a lot lately, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with that. And we turned the pool the other day. We we were having some pool fun. We rode sharks. Yeah, been... Oh, I got I got a taco float for the pool. That was hashtag, exciting. Hashtag shark riders. 
Shark Riders. <laughs> 49 meters down. Yeah. Now we're going to re- remember Sons of Anarchy, and now it has that spinoff show, Mayans. We got a whole different show we're going to show through to FX. They're Does that really spin-off. have a spinoff show? Yeah, Mayans. I had no idea. I like I'm saying it. I don't up. watch this. I never watched Sons of Anarchy, but I'm yeah. saying it as if, like, you don't know Mayans? <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is like me last week. You don't know power? <laughs> yeah, I don't know power? <laughs> well, good. That's how you play. No, no everybody. No, everybody. No, everybody. I like the staggering. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was fun. Well, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was a good finish there. <laughs> it was like that one time when Abe's like, let's all read lyrics from Les Miserables, and that'll be a fun way to end the show. <laughs> did it work? <laughs> you did it. <laughs> uh, you know who it worked for, Abe? Uh, all the listeners. Exactly. That's exactly the answer. Yeah. People it, who were born on September 24th. Exactly. Uh, Got it. <laughs> Well, getting it all in unison is hard because, I mean, one, we have to get it just if we were in the same room, it'd be one thing. But then there's Skype and like your connection. And sometimes we do it and it sounds like staggered. And then I hear it on the show and it sounds like much better. Sometimes it sounds great on the show and I purposely edit the podcast to make it sound worse. Just to to show that there's growing room. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right, let's get it. Let's get it underway. Let's get into the summer, the eighth annual summer movie gamble. That's right. Yeah, there's been eight of these. There's been eight of these. You've been on most of them. If not I think all of I them. have, I, I think so. I don't. Th- I'm I think involved them. I'm you involved and Mark, in you and Mark, and probably Jordan. Um, I think. I think you. you, you... The most OG of the OGs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh I think, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I think Maxwell joined in like the second year. So, anyway. Yeah, let's do it. No one OG. And I, I've been on every one, and I think I get a little worse every year. <laughs> so practice does not make perfect. Okay, well, let's... Here's the thing, Mark. Did, if didn't I win the if... first one or the, the second won... one or something early? Have you only won once? He's only I, won once. Yeah, I, yeah. Adam's I think I've won only won Adam's yeah. won twice, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I've never won, but I've never been in last, so I'm doing same. fine. Well, Are you I think sure, Alan? Have you not ever been in last <laughs> Ah, fuck. <laughs> Have I? No. Well, okay. I, let's. Okay, maybe. Uh, so far. Let's go over. Let's go over these. Uh, the numbers here. So as we said, we predicted the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer. And now we have an official box office list, courtesy of Box Office Mojo, which is going from the beginning of basically when Avengers Endgame came out all the way to Labor Day. So number, t- uh, number 10, we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, $130 million. Number nine, Dete- Pokemon Detective Pikachu, $144 million. The Secret Life of Pets 2, $157 million. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, $158 million. John Wick, colon, Chapter 3, Dash Parabellum, $170 million. Now we get, now we like jump up. Uh, number number five, Aladdin, $354 million. Jeez. Number four. Yeah, so there was no, no, nothing made the $200 million. Yeah, $200 uh, million for chumps. It was all about 100 <laughs> or 300 <laughs> Fucking losers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Spider-Man, colon, Far From Home, $385 million. Then we get another jump. Number three, Toy Story 4, $430 million. And, th- and then we have uh, at number two, making just tons of money, The Lion King, $523 million. And then number one, uh, with a bullet, many bullets, Avengers, colon, Endgame, Eight hundred and fifty-eight million dollars, which is a staggering amount of money. Huge, mm-hmm. huge jump. Yeah, yeah. Could have done, could have done more. 
So that's a lot of money, <laughs> and yet it's still like four percent down from last summer, which is insane. Because those are the only movies that made money. <laughs> like the top fourteen, and that's it. Yeah, I'm trying to think like what was what was last year's like jump? Yeah, because there were a couple like two hundreds. Yeah, yeah, like because Ocean's Eight was the low, or no, the Meg was the lowest, and that was 140. So regardless, it was also the greatest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Regardless, we have our top 10 highest grossing films of the summer. So now we're gonna start getting into it. So I'm gonna go over the rankings everybody has as far as where everyone placed in all of this. And as I go through them, ever obviously we have like 17 people, so not everyone's on the show. I collected some bests and worsts from each person, so if they're not here, I'll try to read over their list. Um, but as we get to your one of you guys's, um, if you want to go over kind of just like some general thoughts on your summer at the movies, we can do that. Then f- after we get through everybody's rank here, then we can like go over some per- some best worsts, some surprises, disappointments, favorite performances, moments of the summer, just you know a lot of summer standings in general. Sound good? Let's do it. Yes, sir. All right. Let's do it. So I'm not going to recap how the point system works, but there is an elaborate point system where essentially getting number one or number number 10 correct, that gets you the most points. If you get any other pick on the list dead on, you get 10 points. If you get a pick that's like one away from where this, where it landed, you get a couple. You get some points there. Two away, you get some points. If you get a pick that's anywhere on the list, you get some points. And we all had dark horses, so if you, if any of your dark horse picks landed in the top ten, you get one point for each of those dark horse picks. Fun fact: Abe got every single one of his dark horse picks into the top ten. Uh, yeah, those only count for one point each, though. They only count for one. But, they do, but uh, you but got every single one in the top ten, which is just a fun fact. Let's do it. Okay. we got a couple ties here so there's 17 people but there's only 14 spots um so in 14th place zaki hassan with 50 points it's a good run zaki i'm so happy i didn't have to eat crow right now i was like i was like and you're like really i'm like oh fuck (laughs) um so yeah zaki came in last place unfortunately for zaki and he did really good last year, as I recall. I think he was like third or like fourth or something like. He's pretty like, high. Yeah, up there. he did pretty, pretty high decent. Yeah. I think he beat me last year. I mean, it's not the hardest of feats, but yes, he probably. It's not. <laughs> Come on. All right. Um, in thirteenth place, who he was unfortunately he was supposed to be here this evening, but he had to be called away. But Philip Price, fifty-one points. So good for <laughs> showing. Did he, did he have to be called away, or did he just find out his score ahead of time and decide <laughs> to call out? Whoa, not not quite. He, he got he got called away. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I'm better, just joking. I know you are, but better luck next time, Philip. But good. I mean, he's still you know. <laughs> let me actually let me see since we have since we can go over some stuff here. Um, let's see. Zachy's biggest problem was that he had Dark Phoenix and Men in Black at ten and nine. Obviously, neither Whoa. of those films made. And Godzilla, pretty high up there, too. Um, all three of those did not make the top ten. He had Detective Pikachu very high. He had Aladdin pretty low. So those, you know, didn't add. Um, let's you, see. you know, another thing I noticed is that a lot of people had the top four. And yeah. so Z- Zaki doesn't have that top four. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm looking so at that So that now. hurts, because yeah. there's yeah. a large group of people that... That did get that, yeah. Yeah, the one of the key things here is yeah, if you got Avengers, Lion King, Toy Story, Spider Man, you're that's the that's a good forty. We're solid. That's yeah, like forty three points right there. That's yeah. yeah. But if you especially if you and I get it, Toy Story and Lion King, those are like the toss up for a lot of people. And like if it's not there, then yeah, that's not gonna help. Right, right. Uh, Philip, uh, actually, similar. Yeah, Toy Story and Lion King, he had those swapped. He had Dark Phoenix and Godzilla uh, in the top ten. Uh, he had Jack, John Wick Chapter 3, though, as a, as a dark horse. 
Um, so good on that. Good for him. Yeah. He had Hobbs and Shaw way high. That was another problem. Um, all right. Let's see. Jordan Grout, uh, 12th place, 52 points. Love you, Jordan. Love you every day. <laughs> Let's see. What do we have here? He had Hobbs and Shaw way high. He Detective Pikachu way high at number three. Let's see. Men in Black. Yeah, the 10, Godzilla in the 10. I mean, mm-hmm. most of us had Godzilla, so it's not really going to be much of a surprise at this point for that. Um, Aladdin was pretty low. Spider-Man was pretty low, number 6. But yeah, 12th place for Jordan. Number 11, two-time summer movie gamble champion Adam Gentry with 55 points. Um, wow. Yep. Key here, Lion can, King. Can I comment four. one thing? on yeah. it? Well, just, he put Angel Has Fallen at number 10. Even if... <laughs> Even if the movie was a hit, it would still be hard for it to earn the top ten space because it just came out. So, I mean, it would have to be a massive hit for it to – I mean, it would have to be doing like $50 million each weekend in I, order yeah. to – yeah. I don't quite know what the logic was there unless it was just a lapse in ju- – I have to think it was just a lapse in judgment. But, yeah, Angel has fallen. That <laughs> was not a pick. Dora the Explorer. But I, I really – I want to say I really like Adam. I only I only bring that well, up because I love him. So. Yeah, as we we, <laughs> we all love Adam. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's a, you know, I don't think we're condemning him for that. It's just like, that's... Right, right. I mean, yeah, two-time champion Adam, Adam Gentry? Yeah, yeah two-time champion. And then Dora was also in his Yeah, Dora having it, though. Yeah, that Dora. Was, yeah. Dora could, like, that could have, that, that's like a big risk. That could have been like a weird surprise. It didn't happen, but still. Um, Heard it was a good movie. It, it, it's gotten good reviews. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lion King at number four, Spider-Man uh, 3, Toy, Toy Story 2. Oh, he, he did have John Wick in his top 10. So yeah, that's John Wick in his top 10. Yeah, good on that. Good on him for that. And, and in a good spot, too, in number 8. So, I mean, he got a few more points there. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he had a number in a Dark Horse. So uh, Next up, it's a tie for number 10. It's Mr. Peter Paris and our co-host, Abe Mua. Yes! With 58 Dude. points. Not last! Never last. Correct, you're not last. <laughs> yeah. I, I did get that, a mess- That's what your award... Abe, we got you an award. It says not last. Yeah, I did, and I then did, next year I'm going to go for middle of the pack. I did get a message from uh, Peter as far as regarding his bests and worst of the summer. He writes bests, uh, farewell, and once upon a time in Hollywood, and he called Booksmart the film of the summer. Um, his sleeper hits, he had Crawl and Britney Runs a Marathon, and his worsts were The Hustle and 47 Meters Down, colon, Uncaged. Good job. Abe, hey, where where were you? Where where were you at with the? Uh, where, well, how was your how was your summer at the movies? Summer of the movie was pretty uh, was pretty solid. Unfortunately, I wasn't on a few of the shows due to some commitments and also some uh, travel. But with all that being said, it was a pretty good summer. I, I enjoyed the movies that I saw, and I also think that there was a lot of uh, variety in the movies that we did see, including some independents uh, like Last Black Man in San Francisco and The Farewell, uh, and then you have some obviously the tent poles. But there were some really good surprises in there as well. So, you know, something like Crawl, which I didn't expect anything from, was really fun. So it was a good summer. And as far as the list goes, uh, you know... Definitely put uh, yeah, you a got, cigarette your, that's too high. <laughs> your your your, your ten nine eight that killed you. That's yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> and uh, I definitely uh, put too much stock in Men in Black. <laughs> so dark you know. dark Phoenix Men in Black Godzilla again Godzilla we all added in there mostly. Yeah, so, but yeah, right. the Dark Phoenix thing definitely should have thought about that more. Men in Black, I I was a fool. And Secret Life of Pets, what was I thinking? I mean, Men in Black. Pets isn't a bad, know. like, I don't know why you have Pets Above Spider-Man. Oh, like, that's weird. Yeah. But, but, um... but uh, a couple good things, Abe. You got Hobbs and Shaw dead on, and you got Aladdin dead on. So Thank you for that. Most people 
underestimated Aladdin. You you have it right exactly where I think I got some yeah, I think I got some guff for that when I first said it, but thank you, Mark, for validating me. (laughs) (laughs) And again, you got all I mean all your dark horses made it in. This is true, yeah, but again, the, I don't know that why was, I find that, that impressive. I just yeah. do. I think that is that, that's a that's a neat stat that you got all three yeah. dark horse picks. I mean, it's... yeah, I think but that also means that he fucked up three is... slots in the top. I know. Abe is the only one who got all three of his dark horses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, thanks for that. That's a nice little hat tip. Looking at Dark Phoenix, like, I don't even know why I have it as a dark horse. Like that's just a stupid choice. But <laughs> it's like this is never going to make money. But uh, here we are. Did I talk about Peters already? Uh, yeah, uh, like, not, not really. He's not not his list. Yeah, he had Dark Phoenix as well at number 10. Uh, he had Aladdin pretty low. Uh, he had the top four right, or three right. Oh, yeah, he had, why he had Spider-Man at six. When is Spider-Man not going to make money? But, okay. <laughs> All right. He's the one that really Even Venom Spider-Man. makes money. Yeah, Peter loves Spider-Man. I was listening yeah. last week. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Venom money. made tons of money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so Spider Verse. Spider Man's uh, and, 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 and Endgame. Spider Man's in a position of power. <laughs> He's the captain now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's one of those deep fake videos of Tom Holland as Barkhad Abdi? That'd be problematic. <laughs> um, what's next? What's next on this list? Uh, next we have um, oh the 2018 Summer Movie Gamble Champion Jose Cordova at number nine with 59 points. Yay! Uh, let's see what what Jose what Jose do. Pretty accurate. I mean, Jose had a pretty good list actually. He had a pretty good like, list. Minus minus Dark Phoenix and Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Like, Rocket it, I mean, it's yeah, Rocket everything. Man. I understand. Rocket I mean, Man, we all because he had a number ten, and a lot of us had his Dark Horses. I mean that yeah. that was a good that was a good place to like if you're gonna think like maybe this breaks out. That's that's not a bad pick. Let's see. Aladdin. Well, Aladdin's fine. It's number seven. It's not terrible as far as where mm-hmm. you picked it. It's kind of just like the order of things. Yeah. yeah. You know, when he originally yeah. he originally put Detective Pikachu as a dark horse, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, it's crazy. Of course it's going to be in the top ten. I mean, and it did make the top ten, but it only hit number nine. So actually, it, it I mean, it almost was like a dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. It, it Pokemon way underperformed, I think. It underperformed and also... it would do better than that. I think it both underperformed and we overestimated it, because at the end of the day, it's still a video game movie, and I should have used yeah. that as, like, my right. gut. Like, just to say, like, why would this... It's a movie... Like, if Warcraft's not... But we good, thought it... I think... I, it had I great trailers. would it, play, like, like, a video game movie. I thought it would play more like a cute, like a kid's... ugly character thing. Yeah, like, a, yeah. like a kid's adventure movie. Like, you know, yeah, I, I get right. it. I, I, don't... I thought... I thought it would break out of that mold, but mm-hmm. I mean, it did make the top. Like you said, it made the top ten, so it's not like it did terrible. Right. It just compared. I think compared to both expectation and just the potential, because I mean, did we all did we all see Pikachu? I, I think it. so. Yeah. yeah. I, saw I, it. I think we all at least liked it, right? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I I I did. It was I. It was, I. It, was <laughs> it was yeah. It's fine, but <laughs> yeah, I was, like, it was, I was fine. Bored. I think there was definitely uh, some cool world building that they did and some nice little clever uh, plugs, but it was it was. It was a good experience. It I wasn't think in, terrible. in the realm of video game movies, it's certainly higher tier. Oh, I yeah, think that's fair yeah. to say, right? <laughs> but that's just saying it's good compared to bullshit. So, <laughs> you know, you're, like you're yeah. not wrong, and I've made that probably the same similar comparison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, next up at number eight, it's a number tie, another tie, a number tie. <laughs> it's a number tie. What? Yeah, yeah. Our, you know, well, friend of the show, number, like a numbers tie. It's like you know, yeah, the ties in the middle. It's a tie between Jake Lewitt. And Maxwell had it with 61 points each. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. 
I got I got notes from both of them. Maxwell writes his best of the summer was the farewell, and his worst was Stuber. Uh, Jay writes, "Hi, Aaron." For the Summer Gamble results show, my favorite film of the summer is somewhat basically Avengers Endgame. Although I love Toy Story 4, Crawl, and Rocketman 2. Why worst didn't by... you use a, a Cockney, you know, Dick Van Dyke accent? Worst by a long way was Godzilla King of the Monsters, although there's a lot I haven't seen yet. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Forward, I look forward to Jay hearing that and responding kindly. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So Maxwell and Jay. Maxwell, let's see. He had Aladdin pretty low, Men in Black in that top ten. Um, everything. I mean, Dark Phoenix. Like okay, a, Dark Phoenix is in there. That's yeah, another thing and, too. And Pikachu is kind of high, but still, you know, he's he's got a. I'm looking at he's got everything. Sorry, out there. I'm looking at the wrong list. <laughs> like, why is why is it, this looks good? I'm looking at the, <laughs> where's Maxwell's oh, thanks, man. Maxwell's Appreciate list. It. Okay, yeah, he does have Pikachu high. Okay, I see that. Yeah, and Jay. Well, Jay made the bravest choice of anybody. He had Ugly Dolls at number ten, of course. Um, <laughs> I admire his confidence. Yeah. yeah. But he is also one of three people that had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in their top ten. He added it to number nine, which is a good spot to have that. Smart man. Um, let's see. Everything else? Oh, he had Toy Story. He had the Toy Story Lion King swap, or the TSLK swap, as I call it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Great Star Wars droids. TSLK swap. Oh, that, that's the droid that saves uh, Lando Calrissian, right? Yeah, it's square, but it rolls. It's weird. <laughs> that's like Tarzan Case? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like Interstellar. That's exactly what it is. I hope they have robots in Ad Astra, and they're like just as like sarcastic. All right. Next up, number seven, Brandon Peters, sixty-two points. And I know that's going to frustrate him because he. Th- I think he always gets like just around that mark. He never gets much higher. He never gets much lower. At least he's consistent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's hard to do. That's even him. harder. Yeah. Sure. Like I need. I need to stay in the low sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, he uh, he had Rocket Man at number ten, which again a fair choice, but just didn't pan out. Um, Aladdin's pretty high in there. Um, what's what's ruining this? Let's see, Detective Pikachu's a little high. Godzilla. I mean, at this point, we're all gonna get a little bit closer. Placement the, of the things, because yeah, it's just like more placement saying. at this point. Yeah, because the Aladdin get, is low, right? And then yeah. the points are all getting higher at this point, so it's gonna right. be a little bit more accurate. Next up, we have another tie. We have. With 63 points, Yancey Burns and Mark Hoban. Mark, you made oh, it. Yay! <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm kind of in the middle upper. You had up, six here, the upper um, tier. Upper yeah. third. Yeah, the upper third. How was your summer, Mark? What, what did you What did you like? So I, I, I feel like I really always enjoy the independent kind of little movies. So my favorite things were Last Black Man in San Francisco, Booksmart, The Art of Self-Defense, Midsummer, and Blinded by the Light. Um, That's a good a big, set of films. Yeah. yeah I, I enjoy those. Biggest surprises, these are also movies I like. I, the Peanut Butter Falcon, that wasn't even on my radar. I didn't know anything about it. And then I I, I saw it and I, I thought it was really kind of warm and, and wonderful and, and kind of a very kind of it's a very simple movie, but I just it emotionally really made me feel good. And then another surprise was Ma with uh, Octavia Spencer. I thought that was kind of a <laughs> very quirky kind of campy movie kind of operates in the same realm as greta earlier in the year um uh-huh, I, I thought yeah, it's kind of a, a feature 
Yeah, kind of a fun <laughs> movie. And then I, I did enjoy, I mean, it was sort of the, the summer of franchise fatigue, but I did enjoy a lot of the big box office hits. I thought Avengers Endgame delivered exactly what I expected. Uh, Toy Story 4 was really good, be- better than a, a fourth entry in it, you know, most film series uh, ever deserves to be. Um, and honestly, I, I really enjoyed Aladdin. I, I actually thought that was a fun kind of a musical thing. I, I know it, mm-hmm. it was it was a huge hit, but uh, critically it didn't do very well. But billion I dollars, <laughs> yeah, making that it, money. It, it was definitely of the of the Disney remakes. It was definitely the better of the two, in in my opinion. And then I and I really enjoyed uh, Spider Man. I thought that it was kind of a nice uh, coming of age tale that happened to be a superhero movie, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Very cool. Uh, let's see Yancey's list. Those dark horse, his dark horses were a wash because it's Brightburn, Scary Stories, and Dora. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, he had Dark Phoenix at number ten. That didn't help. Godzilla was pretty high. Let's see, he had the TSLK. Fine, there was no swap there, so you know that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Life of Pets, I'd say low, but that ended up actually working for him. It actually worked out for him. He was yeah. a spot away. Yeah. yeah, and Aladdin was a little low. Um, but anyway, next up, what do we have next here? It is Terrence Johnson, number five, hey. sixty-eight points. Yay. Um. Terrence has a pretty good TJ? list. Yeah, uh, Terrence. <laughs> if if Terrence got um something else besides Men in Black at number ten, he probably would have been. Well, he not obviously he would have been obvious. That's how math works. He would have been much higher. But, um, yeah, obviously. Really? Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black at ten. But yeah, he had Hobbs of Shaw like right after that. Let's see. He had he had the that top. Oh, he must have. He had a lot. He must have changed it because. Originally, Terrence had uh, Artemis Fowl, but I guess because oh, yeah, they, I, I didn't... yeah, I get, yeah, I I told everyone that because there was Terrence, and I think maybe Jose or one other <laughs> well, person had. Or kind no, of I think funny, it, was Adam. it didn't help him changing it. No, it, yeah, no, but, but yeah, he had Artemis. I made that I made that mistake too. Men in Black, I put that at number ten as well, and it just ah, that tanked. Yeah. I think that we all, it's fine. Like it looked <laughs> like it would have made a lot of it had you know. If it I mean, wasn't that's, garbage, I had it in my top money. ten originally. I'm like, well, there's no Smith here. That's not going to help. So I took it out. That was my logic. <laughs> I the trailer. I was like, eh, I'm not going to put this in anywhere. But yeah, yeah, no, Terrence, it, it happened before there was, um, it, was like, it was like early May. So it wasn't really right. like, this is pivotal. So I allowed him, I, I gave yeah. him, and I think Adam had it as like a dark horse. I gave them a switch like option. Um, and the yeah, old switcheroo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, it didn't pay off too well either. But either way, I mean, he had the top five solid. Aladdin, Spider-Man, Toy Story, Lion King, Avengers. Yeah. Like, I don't have that. Like, so, I mean, so it's like, mm. it's a, it's a that's good That's a lot set. of points right there, by the way. Yeah, that's a lot of points. <laughs> that's 53 points. Yeah. What are the uh, total amount of points? The total amount of points would be, we. I think we ask this every year, it would yeah. have to be, what, 80 plus 20, so 106 points. Okay, got it. Yeah. Great. Perfect score plus extra credit. Understood. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. You get you get thirteen for one and ten, and then ten points for all the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Heard. Heard. At number four, we give him a lot of grief, but he scored very high. Marcus Robinson, sixty-nine points, his best showing yes! yet. Good he job, Marcus. Good job, Marcus. If Hobbs and Shaw and Secret Life of Pets didn't switch at the last second, he would have been even higher. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Marcus. I'm just happy to be here. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew I knew he was like high up. I'm like, dude, just you're did well. He's you not adding hurt. it. Like he... Yeah. <laughs> but he also he and he you couldn't you don't even have to add it. He had one, two, three, four. He had the top five and then He has the top oh wait, yeah he does. Yeah, we'll and then he has Hawks and Shaw, Secret <laughs> Life of Pets just one away. Uh-huh. You know. He picked Dark Phoenix and Godzilla, not you know those didn't help. But he had but, John oh, Wick, and he had there. John Wick. Yeah, yeah. It, no, he had, a, he had a great. He set. only 
he only got three points. It, it surprisingly, it it did so well. Even putting it at number ten didn't. He gave him three points, but he, I mean, he was far enough away that he couldn't, you know, get the whatever the seven or the five. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about this a little bit more when we kind of wrap up the the picks here. But I mean, yeah, it's there's a lot of interesting things that happened as far as what films scored and which films did not score. Uh, but Marcus did write in a couple things here. Least favorite movie was Men in Black International. Favorite movie of the summer was Loose. So there you go. Mm, there you go. Next up here, with 71 points, in third place. Drum roll, please. It's Alan Aguilera. Boom. Oh. Good. Congratulations. I put on my yeah, look at me go. That's on my very bronze. good. Not bad. I figured I did okay. I think I got like the first. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you did better six. than okay. I mean, you did yeah. three. I know. 71 <laughs> points is Abe a Abe and I are like, uh, you did better than us. Yeah. Se- 71 I, points I is very podium, good. Alan? <laughs> I wish I had two less. I wish I had two points less because then it would have been real nice. <laughs> I was hoping. I was like, oh shit, here it comes. You did um, You did very good. Yeah. And, I mean, if, I know things, it, ha- if I, things happened differently, you would have won. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I would have, but um, here we are. I'm sh- if I just did, you know, I completely forgot to do Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did not think that that movie was going to make. Here's the thing: I thought the other movies were going to make a little bit more, so that wouldn't have even. Yeah, like that. that you know, that's it how make I sense. feel. It did like a hundred. It did 130, and that's a maybe a little on the high end, but I, it's about what I expected. Yeah, I, I didn't think 130 would make top ten for some reason. I didn't I think thought, so either. I was like, no. Yeah. All these other things would do. I I thought Godzilla was going to hit the top ten. The fact that it didn't even—that's surprising. I mean, the the only difference for me is that John Wick did so well. Like that's that's what, yeah. That's what screwed things up as far as where the placement of everything kind of went because everything else played out pretty. I mean, I had a laugh pretty well. We'll get to that, but yeah. I mean, everything oh, else right. played if out. You, if you took John Wick out of there, then Godzilla would have made the top. Could, 10. Yeah, it would have been in the top ten. Which would have yeah, but I feel like, us, but... for me, John Wick leapfrogged over the others. Like, I had Hobbs and Shaw, and I think Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Like, just off so by these are all These are all good kind of choices to have these yeah. movies ahead of John Wick Chapter 3. Like, that's why, I was like, yeah, this is fine. That's why most of us don't have John Wick Chapter 3 in I put that as Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. I put uh, Yesterday, and I yeah. can't recall the third one I did. Got Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. I was like, oh, you know, I didn't want to risk it because I didn't, I didn't know. And yeah, the Men in Black killed me, and then I put Rocket Man on there because in my head, Elton John sold more records than Freddie Mercury, and Elton John's <laughs> still alive. So why the fuck not? But then I forgot, you know, America Hayes Gate. It doesn't really like gain it. Well, at the same they time, do, it's so. also it came out on the same day well, as Godzilla. Like, I mean, they're two like in the and midst. And it's of, also and, it's rated R. Too. Yes, yeah, it's in the midst but, of in Aladdin slaughtered i mean there's a reason we all didn't have yeah. most of us didn't have aladdin super highs because we didn't think it was going to do as well as it we thought it'd be do fine but not like you know a billion did, dollars <laughs> didn't i put aladdin like right where it needed to be oh yeah you had aladdin on the side yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, just saying I'm, yeah. I'm just saying in terms of why other movies got hurt in the process it's because aladdin yeah, was killing yeah. it aladdin and avengers were killing it all may and most of june <laughs> so like other movies yeah, were so. not doing like Aladdin, wasn't Aladdin like number 1 for like 3 weeks or something like or it was yeah it was like killing it. It i don't know killing. if it was, i don't know if it was 3 weeks but it was certainly it was at it least was, 2 weeks it didn't slow down for a while like its take was it, it was, was that magic carpet red man it's massive well it like, like even then movie. between lion king and aladdin i only saw one of those mm-hmm. and it was aladdin cuz i don't I, didn't, I had no desire to go see lion king yeah, well. But, you know, whatever. But, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I, I felt like if I just did one or two things, it would have been great, but now... I mean, I mean if, you've seen, if you've seen the animated Lion King, there's really no reason to see the, the, the new one. Yeah, I the, just don't... the animated one blows it out of the water. 
Well, I just don't want to see them singing uh, Do You Feel the Love Tonight when they're singing it, you know, during the day. It's weird. It's a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all right. weird. Let's, get to, let's finish this up. We I could not. The yeah, let's go. All right. Let's do it. There's only two slots left here, guys. Second place. Second an honor medalist. I mean, one of these people has won the game before. One of the others. Yeah, I already, not. I already know it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's largely no suspense here for for uh, some of us on the podcast. I mean, we, we, let's put it this way: I, I predict we have a new member <laughs> to the the number one club. In Am second right? place, with 75 points, is Scott Mendelson, which means I won the summer movie gamble this year with 77 points. I'm in first. Does that, mean, does that mean you take Scott's job at Forbes? I, I think so. Yeah, Aaron, I think Aaron that's how that works. But yes, I won, guys. And I'm gonna just jump in because I'm so excited because I'm very competitive. <laughs> and we played disc golf this morning. And it was like high five. We had a great game because he's like, we won. He won. <laughs> he wins. I win. So congratulations, babe. Because like what? Eight years recording. Five years. I've been with you listening. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I never won. <laughs> And I'm like, why haven't you won? Because you that, are that so dirty good. Dirty Adam Gentry's always getting in the way. <laughs> well, and there's seven, there's 17 people playing, and <laughs> everyone in this people. group knows what they're doing. So it's hard. It, it is, is really sure, hard. But I'm always, I look at him like, come on. So with that, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. If this isn't a James Brown doll, I'm gonna be really disappointed. <laughs> it's my feel good button. <laughs> also, not to gloss it over, but congratulations, Scott, on second place. Yeah, oh, yeah he did fine too. What was your total yeah. uh, point number? I have 77 yeah. points. It's a good year. It's a good year. Here's, so, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what killed Scott because <laughs> it's so funny to me because he, he was really championing Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And like he, he he was like, this is going to be a huge hit. He had it pretty high. He has it at number six. I have it at number five, mainly because I was believing what Scott was saying. I was like, yeah, Detective Pikachu. It's not, I can't. I mean, you guys do talk all the time. But at the same time, <laughs> he put it one spot lower than me because he thought Secret Life of Pets was going to be better. And because of my optimism about Detective Pikachu, it helped me because that means I had Secret Life of Pets lower. So I got more points than him for you Secret Life of Pets. To the, yeah, you actually so got closer to the catch. That's what killed it. So wait. Hey, Scott. Scott, if you're listening. You played yourself. <laughs> Congratulations. Everything else, everything else is pretty similar. We have Godzilla and Aladdin switched, but that, but that doesn't matter. It's negligible. We got the same amount of points for that. But the key that we both had, we got both the number one and the number ten slots because we both yeah, had once upon solid. a time in Hollywood, right. which was key because I'm thinking Leo's going to kill it. That's what Leo does. That was my thought there. And is that what he does? That's like, what he, he does. So, he does. He does. He does. Who, who's alive? Leo or the bear? <laughs> can I tell you like how how closely I follow this? So I knew when right before um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, I I wrote on Facebook. I said something like, "If this movie does between you know one ten and one forty, it's going to be number ten. And I and I thought at that moment it could very well do that. And I so when, do you remember me writing that? Yes, I do. Yeah. So it was at that that was the moment that I thought, oh my gosh, it's either Aaron or Scott have won this have won this thing. And I'm right. It was I, 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 can't, I can't I know. I can't predict the movies, <laughs> but I can predict 
I can predict, you know, a few weeks before it happens. Yeah. Anna wants to say I something. I would like to just jump in and just say that I am now handing Aaron his prize, which is the stunt razor Duke Kaboom from Toy Story 4. <laughs> nice. Nice. You can do it, Duke. I believe in you. He's the Canuck with all the luck. <laughs> it's the Duke Kaboom toy with the thing that you press down and everything. So I'm going to make him do sick jumps. The sickest nice. of jumps. Well, it says Papa Wheelie from the movie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing, that was key. Thank you, babe. Aaron, uh, how does it feel to be a champion? It feels great, man. I'd say we're going to Disneyland, but it's quite expensive these days, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you have to say to all the uh, to your uh, backers out there? To, to all my backers out there? Yeah. That we did it. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it. It happened. It came true. Wait, wait, backers? How many? How much help did you have? <laughs> He's got a group of teamsters. Uh, my yeah. picks were all my own, so I mean, my exactly all... mine too. I've, yeah, there was... I've never, I've never, I've never done a deltoid in my life. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mitch line. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I had, I had the greatest support from my lovely girlfriend, and that's what I needed. I need that's what I like you know how Bugs Bunny they just need to drink that stuff in Space Jam just water but they just Michael Secret stuff <laughs> yeah Michael Secret stuff that's all they needed and that's what I that's what I had it all worked out it came true right now is where we cue the music yeah exactly I'm editing so I'm gonna have so much music in this it's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> you've just come back from a ten minute break of everyone singing to me it's great yeah um, we are right. the world <laughs> exactly but yeah. So that's how the cookie crumbles this year, guys. I am your new champion. Scott Mendelson's got silver medal. And Alan, you're right there in third place of bronze. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Mark, Mark and I are happy to be here. You guys are, yeah. <laughs> you guys are in full position, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. We, um, we, had, some, we had some listener um, contributions as well. That's and there, right. we have a winner from that listener selection as well. It's uh, Ruben. Ruben! Oh, nice! Job, Ruben, Ruben got 69 awesome. points. So he, nice. beat, he beat Mark. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, beat Mark. That's, that's not going to go over well. No. We're going to make sure I'm... to tell him that immediately. Yeah. Mark, no, you I'll, are I'll, lovely. I'll... Mark, you're lovely and smart, and don't let these guys get you down. Yeah. I'll be sure to I'll be sure to send a prize up his way. But yeah, he had um he had the top four, which was great right there. Uh, but not even Godzilla being at number five could slow him down because he still had Aladdin was right there. Secret Life of Pets was dead on. Detective Pikachu was one away. Hobbs and Shaw was a couple away. And he, I mean, Men in Black was in there, but he also had oh, Once Upon a Time Mexico, in Mexico, in Hollywood. <laughs> and John, I saw I saw the Antonio Banderas movie this week, so it's on my mind. Desperado? Desperado. No, uh, the Pedro Almodovar movie. Uh, oh. But no, Hollywood and John Wick 3, he had those as his um, dark horses, so. Good job, Ruben. That's good job, Ruben. You you did better than almost everyone. You tied you tied with Marcus for fourth. <laughs> so there you go. Right. I still uh, beat him. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm feeling great. Good. <laughs> so there's a lot of questions coming up, Alan. Okay, let's do it. Well, yeah, we uh, we've we've gone over the uh, we've gone over the uh, the top ten here as far or, yeah as as far as our our submissions go. Um, but let's see. Let's yeah. Let's take another look at actually the actual box office results. So we talked about this a lot. Uh, I mean, the movies that made money was Disney and Spider Man mm-hmm. by default. <laughs> but um, th- that's what we. That's one of the biggest takeaways, right? Like the the Disney yeah, lineup four, four here is pretty insane. Five. 
yeah, for the top five, and then like you know helping on Spider Man, well, however you want to phrase it. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Spider Man's yeah. yeah. MCU wise, it's you know part of the family. Um, I guess it counts. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Avengers, we knew that was going to make money. Like all of us had it as number one. No, there was no dis- yeah. like no, there was no surprise there. None of us were like, is this going to make it? Like no, we're all like that's going to do the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know some some people did the uh, the old TSLK swap. But I mean, Lion King. Never, I'm never going to get over that. That's, that's pretty clever. <laughs> but um, Lion King, it made a lot of money. Five hundred. I mean, it's over a billion, and it's what Disney's. Depending on how you look at it, although it is an animated film, uh, Lion King is basically the biggest animated movie of all time. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it comes down to now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it made so much. Like I said this too, and I wasn't even like. This is the movie I was like, this just seems redundant to make this movie as far mm-hmm. as the remake goes, but it's like, it's going to make all the money. Like, that's, there's no... It's the, yeah, it's not redundant if it makes a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Toy Story, yeah, we figured that would make money. And then Aladdin, I guess that's as far as surprises go, but even then, I mean, I'm just saying it for me. You guys, Most of you guys had Aladdin pretty high, but like, mainly just because I thought yeah. the marketing was so terrible for it, where it's like, is this, this going to do it? But no, yeah. it did it. It, it, and it, it topped out. But and I'm in Mark's some... boat. Yeah. Let's get some. Let's get to some of the other interesting things that happened here. John Wick Chapter Three, number five at the box. Huge, my hit. man. Huge hit. Yeah, no, like, we're going to Apple John Wick tonight. Is, that, no, that was six. John Wick. At number six. Sorry, I'm so on Mojo because Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. April, yeah. it just like yeah. it shifts it. I can right, right. Yeah, Let me look yeah, at yeah. a different list. So I can not keep. But yeah, list. John Wick. I was surprised by the legs that it had because it basically ran through the whole summer, and I, in general, because John Wick, the first one. Not a huge theater hit, became a cult favorite. Yeah. Part two got bigger, and then I was like, "Well, part three is probably gonna do the same." And no, man, it blew everything out of the water. Smashed it. It was so good. Like it's not just like that. It did better. It did exponentially better than the second one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it. And now I think a lot of people can't wait for the fourth one. At this point, like I don't see too much slow down. Like it'll probably, I'd say it's probably gonna be on Saint on par with Chapter Three. I'd be surprised if it hit two hundred million dollars unless they got some like you know any cool co stars. Yeah, you don't need this kind of love the raid. Yeah. Probably it's going to have the raid, maybe yeah. Terry Ann Moss. Just do like another kind of Matrix movie because that's what they're going for, and I'm here for it. Mark, what are you going to say? <laughs> I'm fight. Sorry. Well, just that John Wick Chapter 4, I think it's planned for 2021. Yes. I that's I don't know. Maybe they need to rush that a little bit because that's a long way off. It's two I just, years. I mean, Chapter you, 2, you, two you to 3 the, was two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. I want it now, but I understand. Oh, yeah, we all. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, like, Keanu, unless, like, Bill and Ted face the music is like, this is so bad that we hate Keanu now. Like, I don't see it, like, I don't see people no, being no. like, oh, it's it too long. It's not, not going to be bad. You watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and nobody can hate Keanu. Even, even yeah, if the movie was horrible, oh, they're no. still going to, he he's still going to. Yeah, because it's John, still John Wick. It. I mean, he's in yeah. two of the top ten grossing, highest grossing films of the summer, as well as one of the, like, the best Netflix movies of the summer. So and he's, he's not even Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> He's that nice. Yeah, he's he, exactly. He's that that nice he, and that cool and that he, he played a Canadian perfectly. He's so nice he outranks other Canadians. You kaboom. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let's just go down the list here. Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. I, no surprise. Right? I mean, it's not too much of a surprise. I mean, I I mean, I, got I did on, not so. think it would be number seven. I I, I, it, I thought that was going to be like ten. What did I or but nine? I I thought it would be lower. Yeah. I thought it could be lower. I mean, I put it high, but at the same time, I was thinking the Fast and Furious franchise itself is already going down a bit. Of course, 
the the difference between seven is one fifty eight and nine is one forty four. So that's yeah. not a big difference. Yeah, I it's, mean, yeah. I mean, it really comes down to just like which movies, because that's what I based a lot of the like the last three on. As far as like these movies are going to be here because something else not is not making money, and that's the kind of guess you have to make at that point. Mm-hmm. Like something's not going to do as good as you hope it to, and which ended right. up basically being like Men in Black or. I guess Detective Pikachu to it by default or Godzilla. Or Godzilla. Agree, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, it, it, I do think it did stronger than we expect. I like, I have it in the right spot, but I didn't think it was going to make that much money. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Like that hundred and it's not even done. Like it's still going to, you know, yeah. it's going to top out at like 175 or something like that. So it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good run for a spinoff of the Fast and Furious series, um, especially coming, especially coming after like last year. Cause Skyscraper didn't do well like that. We had, I had that in my top 10 and it screwed me over. I think I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like The Rock. How is he not? He, You know, whatever. Yeah, but like The Meg did really well. Because that was in the top ten. Which I think is that is a dark horse. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Secret Life of Pets 2. Big come down. The first yeah, one made that like, did o- not the, do well. The first one made like over $300 million domestically. This one did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> this one did. I just think, I don't, I mean, it's I not like. See... I, I didn't see Secret Life. Did anyone see Secret Life of Pets? I didn't see it. The Deuce? I didn't oh, see the first I, one. I saw it. You saw it, Secret Life of Pets 2? Yeah. yeah. Was it good? I didn't I didn't enjoy it. Okay. Did you no, like the first? I didn't like it. I mean, I, I thought the first one was enjoyable. No, I I thought the second one was significantly worse. It's it's very slapdash. It's almost like three yep. like 30-minute episodes thrown together to create a film. I I I didn't think it was I definitely it, know what it you wasn't mean, a quality effort. Yeah. I think that's yeah, part of the problem cuz like, I definitely got that feeling. Seeing it coming out like I didn't I didn't even see it and I didn't Usually I get the Universal Blu-ray, so I thought Anna and I could watch Secret Life of Pets 2 to celebrate my victory, of course. But Oof. it didn't come to oh. me. <laughs> so, so, Gendo's head, boy. We, like, we got to chop him down. But, th- but, thinking about the, but thinking about the potential of it, it's like, well, they're not really advertising anything. Like, I know Harrison Ford is a voice, but it's not like they went out of the way to be like, guess what, guys? We got Ford in our animated Pets yeah. movie. Like, I don't think they and had And they were anything... like, here's Patton Oswalt. I mean, yeah. Well, if anything, they wanted to draw less attention to the fact they recast yeah. the main characters. Totally. But, I mean, to your point about Secret Life of Pets, I think you and I felt the same way when it came out a couple of years ago. It was like, there's nothing really amazing about the story. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's but just Toy Story Pets. Good. But, yeah. yeah, the animation looks fun, but it's also just, it's such an easy premise for a first movie where you're like, yeah, pets, people have pets. Why not? Let's see that. Like, that's a, yeah. that's fun for a laugh. You do that a second time. I don't, you're not really going to get much out of there if you don't show anything new. And the movie, to me, from the advertisements at least, just didn't show anything new. What you're saying, Mark, and which is what I heard from pretty much everybody, like it didn't. It, it was just more of this thing without adding anything. It seems. But and and more chaotic and freeform. It it uh-huh. the, as I thought the original was not like great art, but at least it had sort of a focus. The mm-hmm. the second one is scattershot. It's it doesn't had I had I was like 30 minutes into the film where I didn't even couldn't even discern a plot. It's uh-huh. just sort of like a lot of random stuff. Okay. Well, number eight we had Pikachu, which I think we talked about plenty already. Um, but I mean, yeah, it it did well enough, just not as high as I think some of us are anticipating. <laughs> Did I say number eight? Number nine yeah. is Pikachu. Um, number ten, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, good job, good job, good Scott. I do have to give it up because that was yeah. some, Tarantino. He's got great movies, but box office wise, never. Box office wise, you never well. know. Yeah, I mean, they, they do yeah, well. He, he, he's never been like. Glorious Bastards was a summer hit. Back that was in his highest grossing movie. Right? No, Django is his highest grossing movie. Oh, Django. Yeah. yeah. Which was a Christmas release, but even and and then even if you adjust for inflation, Pulp Fiction did well. So yeah. he's he's had hits. No, yeah, he's he's oh, not. Oh, for he's sure. Not, yeah. he's not, I mean, Hateful Eight 
still tripled its budget, but it was also like it's a three hour weird yeah. western in Christmas. It's not that's never gonna make it's not gonna make Django money. Just when you have no Leo, like, and also and, yeah, having yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt as your stars, I yeah, think it helps. And it's a Leo, lot. it was Leo's first movie since The Revenants. I mean, people like right, Leo. He, right. His movies they really do. Yeah, do. I think yeah. he in an age where I think it's it's hard for stars to open films i do think leo does carry a certain box office cachet yeah he's also so, choosy I, I, he doesn't he doesn't make movies very often so it's right, right, right. Well, yeah he's not and, gonna make and, angel has fallen <laughs> <laughs> hey man we love gerard um, Berlin in this I, yeah, and morgan freeman <laughs> morgan yeah, freeman's there's no slight against them it's just saying yeah but no I leo doesn't need yes. a paycheck well, yeah well, i hear you but what you're, I mean, yes, Leo and Brad Pitt in the same movie as Coley just hanging out together. There's an appeal there. It's a Tarantino film. There's an appeal there. It's about Hollywood. It's a, it's like it, it has a lot of things. And it's like... honestly, I, I wasn't, I was less enthusiastic than a lot of people on that. However, it is a beautifully put together movie. If that mm-hmm. movie doesn't get production design, you know, either at least a nomination. I mean, and and they, he uses. I think he's done practical effects, but I think he uses a little bit of CGI too. But it's all seamless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Mean, but it, I, it's it's no, he's using saying. it in a way that I like. I like you know, and and he inserts uh, Leo in in that film. Uh, it's a Steve McQueen film, and yeah. he, he does escape, it. Yeah. yeah, and he does it seamlessly, and so that's the way I like to see CGI. So you know, kudos on all of that. Oh, for so. sure. Like I mean, I'm not saying it's a because I don't like saying front runner, but I, I mean, I, I don't think it's gonna be short shrifted when it comes to awards stuff like i think there's no right, right. no i don't way. but right. no i mean it it has a lot of things working in its favor which is what i like i, I had to stop myself from putting it higher on the list honestly because i was like yeah this is going to be a slam dunk especially and yes original films do are lately have done less at the same time right it is its own thing it's, it's it has a lot of things working in its favor right even being exactly. two hours That's... and 45 minutes it's still yeah. it's the pack the fact that it's an adult drama slash comedy that's not a part of a franchise is an appeal at this point that is a that's a thing that works in its favor which is weird but yeah it's, it's, but it's it kind of sad but there you are i um, sold them short it was my fault i should yeah. I, I didn't even think i didn't even put it on the list and i was like this is gonna be great i'm gonna love it but how yeah, many but people the, really but want that to danny boyle right musical that's gonna work for you right <laughs> i don't know man the beatles <laughs> right yeah i know you're not wrong it was a good pick let's go so, so, so well, my phone was shit I mean, it's number it for one. Thing, <laughs> it's number third. It's number fourteen at the box yeah. office. Like it made seventy three. It's still it, next to Slumdog Millionaire. It's Danny Boyle's like second biggest hit, I believe. Wow. Uh, so I mean, it, it did well for a Danny Boyle film. Um, let's talk about this. Some of the films that didn't make it quite in there. Godzilla's skirting right outside the top ten. Like that's what it comes down to. Like it, it's. I mean, it's twenty million behind Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but that was one that obviously a lot of us predicted would be high. Yeah, and I honestly, I know Aaron, you really like the movie. That this was one of my biggest disappointments, Godzilla. I just thought this was, and I like, I like the 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 other Godzilla, uh, and I liked uh, King Kong. I thought those were both enjoyable films. Skull so Island. Yeah. It, I, what's that? Skull Island. Uh, yeah. Skull Island. Yes. Yeah. Right, the 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 two that are sort of in this universe, yeah, the, the monsterverse right. um, films, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I so I was I was this is one of the films I was really anticipating. I was really excited, and I, I just it, it didn't deliver for me. Um, so yeah, I was I was disappointed by it. I mean, it delivered for me in a different way than the 2014 film did. Like I would I would say that's the better directed movie of the two. I don't disagree there. Uh, but as far as from a geek perspective of seeing. Mothra and Ghidorah and Rodan like all piled into a 
giant blockbuster movie that's designed for lots of people to see that's neat to me as opposed to the past <laughs> where it's like yeah look at look i mean at these, the, look the at monster these stuff i don't think was i i totally enjoyed the monster stuff too uh is the human stuff that that really made the movie not as uh fun i enjoyed it i, had a great I, 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 I watched had a great it again time. this week and i'm like why are people so down on the human stuff it's fun <laughs> you got kyle chandler screaming at people things to do it's kyle oh, chandler we love friend the show kyle chandler <laughs> but there's other people that are just like what's going you on you got here? ken watanabe giving a great performance just trying to talk to godzilla in the middle of the in the middle in the core of the earth it's no the pressure core of the earth he's around the earth oh okay i'm sorry i was i was paying attention <laughs> yeah i was paying attention to science too <laughs> Hold on, if you're going to go see a movie called Godzilla Godzilla King of Monsters, who cares about the humans in it? I'm just here to see him fight. I don't care. They just drag down the pace. I really like the fighting. I, I liked all of the monster stuff, too. Could be like That's what I say. <laughs> so long enough. I, I, will, I will say, I, and I'm, I'm going a little bit back on the human stuff, but Vera Farmiga, I mean, she was basically like Thanos in, in her desire to yes. wipe out the human race. That made and? no sense. But not as fun. I, mean, I don't blame her, really. Like, that's fine. I mean, do do? I, I would say it made sense given what she presents in the movie. Like, the logic of the film says, yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean that's not the. the re, I thought it was the visuals were too muddy and stuff. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think. I just don't get. I keep yeah, I just. This thing and I'm it like, didn't deliver. Are... It. I'd rather see a guy in a suit and and just clear and and fight than what I got in this. And with all the. Yeah, you say that, but you like the 2014 film, which had the same so kind of the... visual muddiness. If you want to go with that description. But the 2014 film. The criticism of that, and I didn't share it, but a lot of people didn't like because they said, "Oh, I want more fighting. I want more fighting." I liked the way it built, and it it, it builds to this. Like, oh, I agree. Again, I think like, it's a better I, film. I overall. enjoyed that. So, like, it was like this, you know, uh, uh, kind of like it. it, it I liked it, the way it, it built. I know the, the it's new more one Spielbergian. Like stuff. that's what he was going for, and I thought it accomplished that. This one's more rock and roll, and right. like it's my. I, I like Skull Island the most of these, <laughs> but, I, but I still like I appreciate the different visions for these films. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, what else we got? Rocket Man was after Godzilla, which you get ninety six million. I mean, not bad for, for this, and that's domestically. I mean, I'm not even talking about international gross for some of these movies, but it's still almost two hundred for Rocket Man. Pretty strong for yeah. a you know a rated music biopic like this. I mean, it, you know, that does well. Yeah, I I I kind of thought it would do around a hundred million. But that... Yeah. Yeah, I just like how Twitter place. was like, hey, you know, this means that uh, Taron Egerton's going to win an, an Oscar, right? And I was like, so they, they filled their quota last year for singers <laughs> winning Oscars. So. Oh, we're never getting invited to the show. <laughs> I, it's, it's unfortunate. Like, it's a better performance. Um, yeah. Let's see. You know, I, I know people did talk a lot about Taron Egerton. I thought Jamie Bell was really good in it, too, actually. He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jamie Bell was like the MVP of that, that or movie. Or Bernie Toppin, yeah. Yeah, he was great. Uh, Men in Black stumbled. I mean, it it's hard. It's down up and super hard. Still end up at number thirteen, but like even worldwide, it's only two hundred fifty three. I think Men in Black three made like seven hundred million or something like that. So I think it's like it's a big drop down sure. as far as the the that franchise goes, and that, it's also I, entirely I, forgettable. Uh, you, I don't you know. I will take up. I will take up for a little bit. Uh, we'll take up for Kumail. Jump, that's what he's yeah, like yeah, great. Pawnee, that mm. little Pawnee character. Little oh my gosh. Yeah. Every, every time he was on the screen, I was cracking up. I mean, I don't know. It was, it, it's not the greatest film, but I, I, I didn't hate it as much as, I mean, it's got like a 24% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's really like low. Uh, I, I didn't think it deserved that. Yeah, it's it's just indifference is my main thought of it. It's like, it happened. Okay, they made one of these again and just did nothing. Well, 
We're going to see the, I, the two leads I, again pretty soon in Thor. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I do like Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. I think they're they're charismatic actors just in and of themselves in anything. And so I think sure. together they they brought a little I, I I enjoyed their interactions. Of course. Yeah. Let's see. Yesterday I mentioned was Danny Boyle's it's like his highest grossing film ever mm-hmm. or, besides um Slumdog. Especially for you know a film that like doesn't have like stuff. It's the Beatles appeal. I think that's the part of it. And I think mm-hmm. it worked for like an adult audience. I think that people like. And, and, I think that, that you said the lead was very fun in it, right? Oh yeah, like, Hamish Patel. Good. He's very good. Hamish. Like it's a, it's it's a good, solid yeah. lead performance. Like I think the movie is fine, but I mean he he does the job. Yeah. You know, as far as what he's trying to put out there, uh, Mark, you saw yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I thought the I, I wasn't real positive on it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't think they did enough with the exactly, with the yeah. concept. Yeah. It, it's just kind of like, well, we're just gonna have him sing songs and he's gonna become a star. But yeah. uh, but he's a good actor. Yeah, sure. I, I'd like to see him in other things. I Glad think he's, he's in um, Christopher Nolan's next film, Tenet, which comes out next year. Ooh, so. that's going to yeah. be yeah. Um, let's see. Annabelle comes home. That's number fifteen here, part of the Conjuring universe, which is honestly it's a bit of a stumble for that one. <laughs> Which I think says something. I think that has to do with the nun being so bad last year. Oh, the nun was awful. <laughs> and then like La Llorona had come out a few months earlier, which is like quote unquote not part of the Conjuring universe. But like, I think just <laughs> we had this so, discussion. I, I just I think having so much of like, guess guess what's tangentially connected to the Conjuring universe is coming out, and so this one comes out. Which and again, it's a sequel to the previous Annabelle film, which I which to me is the best of the series. <laughs> so is. And I and I like this one quite a bit. But I think people are just kind of like, all right, another one of these and kind of shit. Like it still made its money because these aren't expensive movies to make. But yeah, it just kind of right. it like because what creation came out like what beginning of of August like a couple years ago and it did quite well. Like it, I don't th- I don't I don't think it made enough money in time to be in the top ten, but it was certainly like high up there. So, but there you have it. And the last one is Dark Phoenix as far as like the major movies that. Oh. Or in play what this summer. Was I thinking, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, people like X Men, I mean, right? Say that now, but it, but it's an X Men movie. It's not I, out I of the realm of at least make a hundred or close to. I was not even close to that. Like this movie made what? How much did it make, Aaron? Like it made sixty-five domestic, two fifty-two worldwide. I believe it's the lowest grossing. X-Men yeah. It made le- hold on. It made less than the Fantastic Four remake from a couple years ago. With Jamie Bell. Yeah, with, with, with Rocket Man's <laughs> Jamie Bell, exactly. Yes, yeah, it's, it, it's the bottom for sure. Uh, yeah, easily. and yeah. there's nothing really to add to it. I mean, it's not a very good movie. Yeah, it's not, it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, as far as like other stuff here that isn't supposed to be a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mentioned. Uh, like crawled it okay for what it was going for. It was a fun movie. I mean, it was better than uh, I, th- I think it might have probably done better than they projected for it to do. Yeah, especially just given the kind of lack of pre-release. Buzz it, it also sucked it. that they put it so like late, I guess, right? Well, it came out no, it came out middle of, or like second week of July. Like, well, I thought it was like end of July. Yeah. Uh, Angry Birds two. I mean, remember, movie, dude. The, I, I'm so I, glad that movie made no money. It's not doing well, although I've heard it's better than the first one, by the way. Um, oh, it's, yeah, it's, the re- the reviews were better. Yeah, it's like by default, I think like the strongest reviewed video game movie of all time. But that's, oh, I mean, no. 
I think it's because of both a lack of reviews and also the average critic score is kind of like negligible as far as how that really matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a movie. The first one was when we were all like, is this going to be in the top 10? Um, and it did make a decent chunk of money. So this is a huge come down as far as that goes. But when they release it mid-August, I don't think Sony was like, this is going to make a lot of money also. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as the indie stuff goes, I mean, we, don't, we talked about the farewell. The farewell made a good amount of money. Yeah. Uh, mid summer today, did... and it was great. Oh, yeah. it's really good. It's I really think good we're movie. four for four on this podcast. Then, I mean, <laughs> the, the <laughs> people that don't like the farewell, I'll be interesting to hear them. Uh, mid relative to budget, Midsummer did well. Booksmart did well. Like these movies that don't cost. Yeah, yeah. Watch, did, the like, director's right. extended cut of Midsummer or no? If it's available, I um, thought that it was like re-released. Yeah, did they, yeah, it did got, they release it, got, it this weekend? Yes, yeah, like okay. somewhat limited, but yes. Okay, limited, got it. Yeah, forty-seven meters down. I mean, that the first one it didn't make piles of money, but it did better than people expected. Mainly because I heard that, that first... this one's different, and it's actually kind of fun. Like the the premise of it. The premise. It's they went to go look for the. The sharks. premise is supposed to be yeah. It's like because it doesn't. It like the first one was more gimmicky as far as like we're stuck at the bottom of the ocean. This one's like well, it's called uncaged, I guess, and it has I, I, <laughs> there's no there's no characters shared between them. And this one is yeah they're like they're under like an underground underwater they're city. Like a, like, it's like yeah. the descent, but underwater. Like that's but, what the, and, the, and with sharks and with sharks. Yes, instead of I like you know, it instead of blind cave that's people. Like, if we should we should make that kind of movie, the descent, but with sharks. But with Just sharks. call it the yeah, descent yeah. sharks. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Here, here's a fun fact. There was a shaft movie this summer. <laughs> nobody, I heard. You, and I nobody heard knew that about it because it, it made no terrible. money. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, um, it got pretty harsh reviews too. Yeah, let's see. Late Night was a weird one because that movie it didn't cost much to make, but it cost a ton to acquire. Was that one. That's the one with Emma Thompson and um, Mindy. Oh, Kaling. Uh, Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that movie it didn't do well, and especially relative to how much Amazon paid for it at Sundance, which I think was like fifteen or twenty million dollars. It only made fifteen million dollars at the box office. So I mean, it, well, okay. The investment did not. <laughs> pay off all that well i mean you know i'm not yeah i'm not saying it's designed i, was to like, that I, I think that in terms of like netflix releases versus amazon releases mm-hmm. netflix still has some 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 bombs oh for sure yeah. uh, well netflix doesn't put them in the theaters either expecting to make them a ton of money like mm-hmm. they're and they don't release their numbers so it doesn't matter it's a weird thing <laughs> um <laughs> let's see the dead don't die the jim jarmusch film it made six million dollars or $13 million worldwide, that seems low, but that's still the second highest Jim Jarmusch of all time. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's number a one. trivia What's answer. Number one is Broken Flowers. Bro- broken Flowers. Yeah. Yeah, that was when, so when Bill Murray was riding his art house cred high, that's when he was making money left and right in small grosses, <laughs> but still like for indie directors, where it's like, he can't do, he can do real wrong, this Bill Murray. Right. <laughs> yeah, even, adjust, even in Adjusted, it looks like it. Yeah, it's Broken Flowers by a long shot. <laughs> Um, let's see. Anything else of note here as far as the summer goes? You guys already talked about Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, yeah, that, the... I mean, again, these A24 films. And, <laughs> yeah, what was it slated to make a lot of it still? It was like one of the highest rated or reviewed movies of these. Oh, yeah, as far as reviews go. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very strong. Uh, Linklater's then... movie, uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? I heard that that didn't get great reviews. No, it's a, it's, a weird, it. it's a weird miss for him. Okay. I, it's like, okay, this happened. Yeah, it's, it's well. Does he adapt when, movies? When your release date changes like four or five times, that's yeah. never a good sign. Yeah, unless but at the same time, it's like it's a weird movie. Like I don't, I don't know when. You, you like, saw I don't, it? I don't know when the right time to release this movie. And be like, oh yeah, this is definitely the time to put it out here. I mean, yeah. Well, I know a lot of the book fans well, are upset because they 
Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was just going to say, you would think like maybe award season because it's got Kate Blanchett. It's directed by Richard Linkletter. Yeah, it's that's... based on a best-selling novel. I mean, so it... to that degree, I agree with you as far as if it was that good, they would have put it out in like right. October or, you know, or at least end mm-hmm. of September or something yeah. like that. Here it's just like kind of shoved into August. And because, yeah, like, I mean, the reviews speak the, speak what it is. It's not very good. <laughs> like, it has elements that work for me anyway, but it's like, you know, that's about. Yeah, were, you, I, were you I, asking I if Linkletter adapts? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, does he adapt screenplays often? He, he does. Really, I mean, right? uh, the Scanner Darkly is an adaptation. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, School of Rock isn't one of his movies. It's a Mike White written movie. Um, okay, so he's, but he's, he's, still, I mean, he's, he's still got still a handle on it. Yeah, he had a hand, yeah no, he, he's so a So it's kind of a bummer then. It's kind of yeah. like what you said, a rare miss. Yeah. Um, and then I think the only last thing that I can see here is what Mark talked about earlier. And Aaron, you like this movie too, The Art of Self-Defense. Yeah, Art of Self-Defense. Um, again, small movie, so it was never going to make yeah, too much money. Yeah, but... didn't really. I don't but know. But it's like a fun, like dark comedy. It yeah, it it does the job as far as what it's <laughs> trying to accomplish. You, you definitely, you definitely it, feel the it, tension it, in the trailer. I haven't yet, but that trailer looks fun because uh, is it yeah, Nick Cass- it. Cassavetes it's, it's... or whatever? What? Or who, who's the instructor in that movie? Oh, um, Alessandro Nivola. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's great. I mean, it's him and Jesse Eisenberg. Like the whole, it's it's a very he's really good. It's a very specific type of humor. Like again, because I I called to mind Yorgos Lanthimos. I think the kind of style of dialogue. It's very direct and unemotional. Like, there's a lot going on behind it. Like there's something there that I think it makes it funny, especially because that's what it's trying to accomplish. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think that just Jesse Eisenberg is in my my list of like, well, I'm, I'm probably gonna start to watch everything that he's in now. Yeah, I think that's it as far as. Anything worth going over here? Like, horror in general did kind of pretty well. Like, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is a hit for its budget. Um, like, I mentioned Annabelle, uh, Midsummer, Child's Play made money again. Child's, oh, I totally rel- forgot that movie was released. Really wow. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, Booksmart. Where, where did that place? I mean, it's way down. Did we, did we go, I mean, yeah, it's way relative down. To, yeah. I mentioned That's it. Like, re- relative like to 30th. Yeah, relative to budget, though, it did decent enough. I just felt like uh, that one's crazy because like the amount of coverage that got, I feel, online was well, everywhere. Yeah. It's another good reason to say online coverage doesn't mean your movie yeah. be a huge hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, is, go... it is a good movie. I think people should go see books. It's a wonderful it. film. Yeah. It's definitely one of my top ten of the year. Let's go over some of our. Um, I asked everyone to to kind of go over what, what we think are our best and least favorite movies of the summer. Sure. Uh, yeah. Hey, where, where are you at with this? What's your what's your favorite movie this summer? I said the best movie of the summer for me is The Farewell. Uh, again, it's pretty shortish, but also it didn't go where I, I was expecting it to go, which was a, a really uh, nice relief. And one of the worst for me this summer, I mean, I, I was not a huge fan of Don't Be or not Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, uh, Scary Sources in the Dark. And to be honest, like Men in Black International, it's so bad that I don't remember really anything in it. So, unfortunate. <laughs> Men in Black is your worst? It's not like the worst, but I'd say that it's... <laughs> and, even, it's and even Scary Stories. I wasn't crazy about Scary Stories, but I don't wouldn't call that my worst. I didn't some, like some it. would say it's a, it's a cinematic page-turner. Right. That Aaron in New Earth, right? <laughs> I can't believe they spelled your name wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can. I can believe it. Well, no, that... <laughs> For now, for now on, I'll make sure in my byline to have a annual summer movie gamble uh, champion, champion and gold like, medal winner. Yeah. <laughs> but how about you guys? Yeah, Mark, where, where's your favorite and least favorite? 
Uh, gosh, it's hard for, you know, honestly, I think I'm going to go with Midsummer as my favorite. I didn't, when I walked out of that theater, I was like shaken and I was kind of like, I don't even know if I like this movie. I mean, I, I knew I liked it, but I, I think Midsummer is just, it's so memorable and so well put together. So I would put that. Um, and I don't then, disagree with what you're saying. It's not, it's not quite my favorite, but like it did leave an impact. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard. I mean, I, I mentioned these earlier, but like Last Black Man in San Francisco, Book Smart, Art of Self Defense, Blinded by the Light, I enjoyed. And, and I and Peter Butter Falcon, I enjoyed all of those. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Midsummer, just for the artistry of it all, is probably the thing that stands out. Um, I will watch that movie again. I, I I'm interested in kind of like looking how it's put together. It's really well done. The the thing that is sort of odd about that film is that Ari. Um, Aster. Aster. Yeah, he. M- most directors, when they're filming something horrific, will kind of cut away. So he not only does he linger on the the offense, but then he double down double downs on it with something mm-hmm. even more shocking. And it's like some of that kind of turned me off as I was watching the film. But then I don't know something about the it, it, that is the point. Like this is they've they've they're going down the rabbit hole into this like idyllic thing that looks so bright and sunshine happy. And yeah. and it's just that, that contrast was just so odd. I, I think it's really kind of, and this, the different scenes of like them eating the food and then going to that book and then that, that Oracle. And I mean, just, and the, they, they see that banner with the, the weird primitive drawings on it. There's just so much in this movie to look at and just, so that that yeah. would probably be anyway. Jimmy and I yeah. talked about that in our bonus episode covering Midsummer. Like, they, yeah, there's just but, the way it's put together. My least favorite probably was the Secret Life of Pets too. I, I didn't. It's just <laughs> okay. it was just kind of a messy movie. Um, my biggest disappointment though would have been Godzilla because I, I really had high hopes for that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get to this. <laughs> oh, okay. Alan, well, like, where, where yeah, were you? At? I mean, it's, Alan, where um, you my favorite movie of the of the summer was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I. It's 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 made for my kind of vibe. Also, it's just like a it's a movie that I didn't think they were gonna make ever again. It's just two dudes hanging out for a while, yeah. and just like a day, it's a slice of life in 1960s Hollywood. And then you get that fascinating climax, and all these other. I I loved it. I'm very happy. I went to go see that. A close second would probably be Booksmart or a tenpole film. I, I really like Booksmart. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed that. I went in with a lot of hype, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, this movie's great. Um, my biggest disappointment, or I mean, worst of the summer, um, I had a very lean summer compared to the past. I was more, I wanted to kind of lean towards uh, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I really want to go see this, I'm going to go see it. Um, and so you cut out the fat, it, basically. Yeah, I just didn't want to. I didn't need to go see everything. I didn't feel like I had to see everything that came out this year. But probably my worst would be Detective Pikachu, just because I was bored. I was just bored. It wasn't bad, just yeah. not for me. It just didn't do it for you. I get it. And I yeah. and I liked Godzilla, King of Monsters, and I I even saw Aladdin, but I still think Pikachu is like not not my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, my probably my one of my favorite moments of the summer was. We'll get we'll um, get there. You guys are all okay, jumping ahead. I said best and worst. I like that. Everyone's prepared. Uh, good. I'm glad everyone's prepared. Good. Wait your turn. <laughs> I did my homework. So we'll I, do that in a minute. 
yeah i once upon a time in hollywood was like the like not only is it like the I mean, the best great the past 10 years it is well, so good. i mean i'm not i'm not saying that. i, I mean, am it, i am i'll say it i like it quite a lot but it, like it works as just a summer movie like it just feels like a good summer movie as far as like yeah you're just like hanging out in hollywood with these two guys and it's just the way it's presented to you it's very relaxing like for the most part yeah uh, even as it gets to its like wild climax it's still like the the whole build-up so good it. the There's soundtrack like, man Soundtrack it's, great. Enough. It's so good. I've been listening to the soundtrack. I made a playlist. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. But speaking of which, Last Black Man in San Francisco, also my favorite movie. So, like, it's just a yeah. wonderful movie. It's like the opposite yeah. side of things as far as like, what it's doing. Beautiful lead shot. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah. I, I mean, as far as like the major tent poles go, I just had a lot of fun with Godzilla. I'm not going to deny it. Like, sure. it's, it's, I, had a, I had a ton of fun watching it. Heart wants what the heart wants, man. Yeah. Like, I, it. It's I'm so not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say it affected my view of the film, but the fact that I was able to bring Anna and I to the premiere of Godzilla was great. Like it was such a great experience. Like just to be able to do that together, to see yeah. that, to see that movie, like in a giant screen like that, it was great. Um, and yeah, the farewell is also very, very good. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, worst child's play for me easily. I I hated child's play. <laughs> like, and like, oh, well, that doesn't. Wait, even when look you told good. me the conceit of that movie, I was like, really interesting. I was, I was on board to give it a chance. It, like. Yeah. Because I, I am a fan of the original franchise, which is still going. So the fact that they're remaking this movie while Mancini is still making entry, he's still making Child's Play movies and a TV series now. It's like, why? Like this... and his most recent one wasn't that bad. The most recent was like one, the one cult, of the best the cult ones. Cult of Chucky. Yeah. Cult of Ch- yeah, it's great. Yeah. But this one, it's, <laughs> it just made so many wrong choices. Where I was just, not, I wasn't just like this is not good. I was just upset about the fact that I saw it. Like that's yeah. that's where I was with. It. And, yeah, like, Men in Black was just, like, a whatever movie. It's a whatever and, movie. And yeah. Lion King is, like, the same to me, honestly. It just kind of, like, sits there, and it makes all this money, and I'm like, who's watching this? Like, who's, like, this is it? Like, this Well, apparently is... a billion dollars. I know! And, but, 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 like, think about, like, a year, of now, or a year from now, or two years from now. Is anyone going to have anything to say about this movie beyond, like, the visuals were good? Like, when it wins I don't wins think it... any of us on this panel would remember it in a year. When it, when it wins its eventual Oscar for Best Visual Effects, you're going to sit there and think, like, man, that was a great time at the movies that we saw. Like, <laughs> like, like... <laughs> but they did the thing with the thing, Aaron! Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to some surprises and disappointments. Mark, you already mentioned Godzilla was a big disappointment. What, any surprises you had this summer? Um, well, I sort of mentioned it earlier, but uh, Ma... I didn't expect that to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, you know, August is a, 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 a month that most of the studios kind of dump their, like, movies that they're kind of trying to get rid of. And so you don't expect those films to be very good. And then also the trailer was horrible, I thought. But Good Boys actually <laughs> was fun, a lot funnier and more um, sweet than I expected it to be. It it. It, it looked the trailer it was sort of advertising this one kind of a film and it actually is a lot sweeter and and the the boys in it are actually they really are good boys i mean it's just that they're <laughs> they're sort of curious about their yeah. and the whole thing is surrounding a party that they're going to play spin the bottle and they don't know how to kiss and so they want to research that so it's like it's kind of starts from a pretty uh, naive simple place I'm not saying it's great, you know, it's not a great, great film or anything, but it was a surprise. It was a, ten times better than I expected it to be. Fair enough. Great. And you raced out to see it before you saw Blinded by the Light. I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, that was because Blinded by the Light didn't have a Thursday night preview. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, Alan, I would I would have uh, seen Blinded by the Light first. Alan, where are you at with surprises and disappointments? Surprises and disappointments. I guess surprises were how much I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, another surprise was, I guess, Booksmart. And I'm surprised that John Wick was as entertaining, as fun, and as inventive as it was with it being the third iteration in this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't expecting it to be as fun and as cool as it was. I was like, this is good. I'm surprised that Endgame stuck the landing. Uh, it's funny how little we've talked about the biggest movie of all time. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to I, I think everyone has heaped praise on it. Yeah, yeah I mean, every, did, every, did everybody enjoy it a lot? Because I, I thought it was great. I mean, I thought it was good. I, I like it more than Infinity War. I it's but it's it's not my favorite Avengers movie. It's not even my top five MCU movies, but I do like it a lot. It's like, yeah. it's it's, it's very, it, for a it. for a three hour movie like this, it does a lot very well. And I think it ends pretty sublimely. Like, and it, it, it and it had a lot that it had to do. And it and it essentially delivered, I think. So I do, that's I mean, that's oh, hard yeah. to do. So I, I think a lot it, of things. It, Quote, quote, I, unquote, quote unquote stuck the landing I, I yeah. watched it again with the commentary when it came out on, uh, on blu-ray this past week like two weeks ago and like it, it just it just really does work as far as hitting on some key emotional levels and I think like there's an end point that happens in endgame um, that you, I get caught up in like it, for all the for all like the the bombast that's taking place I mean you have to conclude so many story arcs and you know there are some key characters that have like definitive closure to their arcs, and I think it's very effective in accomplishing that. Sure. I don't know why I'm not trying to spoil the most watched movie of all time, but you know. Whatever. They don't <laughs> like, know what happened. You, you, is it is it fair to say that you thought that uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s you know acting and his character arc was was poignant? It, you know, it's funny. I do think Downey's very good in the movie. It's not, I, I do. It's not, it's not necessarily the fact that he's acting so well, which gets me cut up in it. I think it's just the way right. it's staged, I think, is mm-hmm. pretty perfect. Right, right. Like, it's, it's, a, think... it's a director kind of movie. It's not about the actors well, even, so I mean, if you want to talk about the actors, I think Hemsworth is spectacular. Well, <laughs> okay, he kills we'll get it. There. We, right. got some, we got some yeah, performance. Yeah, he kills it. But, but um, you know, like, back to the endgame. Like, it's, it, yes, it's, it, I was very surprised that it was as as well made as it was, knowing that it's completely built by a corporation to make as much money as possible. I'm like, yeah, this, this movie, this movie's great. This I mean, is good. Deliver on that level of quality. It's like, well, we gotta I'm go fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. And that honestly, said, the biggest question I have right now about Endgame because I've watched these behind the scenes, special features on it. Why'd they have to CG the suits? Like they couldn't just make real suits. It's so weird to me. Those white suits they wear, they're all oh, CG. Yeah. They didn't make any of them. Like why? <laughs> you can make suits. The budget run out there. It's just Maybe. weird to me. Like <laughs> all the suits are not real. Like it's well, impressive, you know, it's I guess. White. You... Imagine, like you know, there's like oils and stuff there. Like what <laughs> if they got dirty? You know, like you gotta make it look white. Just leave. Yeah. Sure, I guess it's impressive because you wouldn't think that, not knowing it, that they aren't real suits right. they're wearing. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? We, we got. We got well, to we're talking about somehow. disappointments. You're, you're talking about surprises. disappointments. Okay. Uh, disappointments are based nothing. Like I'm disappointed that the movies I didn't go, like I was excited for, I heard were bad, so I didn't go. Okay. Like yesterday and. And the Black International, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear enough goodwill for those movies to go and watch them. Fair enough. That's about it. The disappointment so you, was that you, good. You, you never saw Men in Black. I no, I was gonna go. My I feel like your life has not been impacted kinda, whatsoever. Yeah, I kinda don't need to see it. <laughs> yeah, my, it's my girlfriend not that is a major. No, it's not that bad, but it's like after the fact. I'm not it's... thinking like my summer was really impacted right. by the fact that I saw this movie. <laughs> um, like you, isn't that you know? You know I mean, 
Like, uh, I don't I don't have the time just to go see everything that comes out unless Aaron says, hey, go see this for the podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, man, whatever. I'll go see, see, I'll go see Jack the Giant Beanstalk. I don't give a shit. You're going to be really want, excited when I say next year you're going to be our alternate every single week so you have to see every movie that we have to talk about. <laughs> oh, you know what? I can just – I can pretend. Um, okay. Yeah, that's easy. It's usually if he asks me – anyway. Um, yeah, like I just didn't – um, I, I get it. Didn't, yeah, you didn't, you didn't go out to race out to see everything because time. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> just not time. Just maybe a want of. I don't want to go see a good movie. Fair enough. You know what? I'm just gonna go see the re-releases Heaven Part of Ryan instead. Fair. Okay. Because <laughs> I did that. Yeah. That was great. And I saw I, the Matrix um, two days ago. It was great. I got some surprises and disappointments here. It um, is. Surprise wise, mainly because these are movies that I just didn't see coming. One one I was surprised. Crawl was one of my surprises. That's why I was like, man, because I'm I'm so hit or miss on Alexander Aja as a director. So I was like, is this gonna be any good? Like I like the idea of what of alligators in the hurricane. That's right <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> but is it is it gonna be just like too much like gore stuff? But it's like it's not. It's surprisingly restrained for him. So I was like, I was into the fact that he made a fun movie to watch as opposed to like a very dreadful bloody movie to watch in the midst of a cool premise. So I was like, yeah, this works. Um, Peter Butter Falcon. That was another. All one. right, I'll check no, it out. What crawl? <laughs> you seen crawl? I never saw it. Oh, no, wow. because fun. That doesn't no, the... look like something. I don't know. Okay. Well, the that other was, thing that, was that's the... a time thing. It's like ah, eh, I. The, the I other thing... Okay, Alan. <laughs> the, the other the other thing was they didn't screen it for critics. They screened it for very select critics. Yeah. Everybody that didn't get to see it went and saw it on Thursday night. And guess I... what? We all gave it great reviews. <laughs> it was... yeah, yeah. Right. It's kind of weird. Now the movie makers were probably like, ah, we should have screened it. It was such a weird thing, they though, because, like, Stuber really came out have. that week, and it's like, Stuber got press screenings? Like, what? what, what is what is Paramount hiding Crawl for? Yeah. So it's, whatever. Saw it. It was fun. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon I did like quite a bit, and that was, it's a bit of a surprise, just because, like, it came out of nowhere, and I was thinking, like, all right, it's got this indie movie, I got a screener for it, it has Shia LaBeouf as one of the stars, and you got this kid with Down syndrome, but he's acting, it's like, good on, all right, let's see what this was. And I just really like the journey they went. Like, it's a fun, like, I... If you're gonna put like if you're gonna put the the actor with Down syndrome into the starring lead, like I assume he has to be pretty good for that to work to begin with. But Shia LaBeouf, as much as we have oh, issue with he's him off, like so he's, he's very he it's a good reminder of not only like how good he can be, but how like likable he can be in a movie because he does have a good level of like charisma in this movie, which I think is impressive. And I I really like Dakota Johnson. I I, I think she's I, I've never seen any of the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. But in every 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 other thing that I've ever seen her in, um, I always like her presence, and she's she's very warm and likable in this. And it's funny that you know uh, Shia LaBeouf did *Nymphomaniac*, uh, Dakota Johnson did *The Fifty Shades of Grey*. They're in this movie. <laughs> this movie is like you know, it's a nice movie. It, it it could be G-rated. I, I guess it's probably PG-13, but I don't know what it's rated, but it, it could be G. I it's mean, it's PG-13, like the most... but yeah, it's because it has, like, what, John Hawks is, like, crime guy. Like, that's, so that's like, the main thing. That's... Oh, yeah. Some, maybe uh, they're maybe okay. violence. I don't it's know. That. Well, the wrestling stuff, is, I mean, Nacho Libre is PG. I mean, you could have wrestling in a movie. Like, Nacho! And, and like, oh, what's his name? Thomas Hayden Church. He's always a welcome presence for me. I think he's fantastic <laughs> at everything. Yeah. So, like, him walking into this movie... And, and Bruce things, Dern, Bruce Dern Bruce is Dern, in it. Yeah, there's Bruce Dern, and Bruce Dern's having fun. Is, is Bruce Dern in here longer than he is in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, it's about the same, and he's playing okay. about the same role, just less cranky. <laughs> Some he's guy like, who's asleep all the time. Yeah, he plays guy in bed. <laughs> <That's what he laughs> nice. <plays. laughs> 
Um, I smell Oscar. (laughs) There was this movie I mentioned a couple weeks ago on the show, Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yeah. It's a Spanish horror film that I think is pretty terrific. And it came like, it just came like last second. I'm like, what is this movie? And (laughs) I want to see this. And it was quite good. Is that produced by Del Toro? It's not produced by Del Toro, although he is now working with the director. He's tweeting the hell out of it. Yeah, because it was on his like top 10 last year because it was touring festivals. Like like, he and Stephen King are like huge fans of it. But now also he's teamed up with the director of that film to work on a new movie together next year. So cool. it's working out for them. And, and uh, has has this played in theaters yet? It's in very or... limited release. I think it's a Shutter produced movie, so I think I I'm not entirely sure. I think it's streaming on Shutter if you have that service. And it's also yes, it's in like L.A. and New York. Sure. Um, but it'll like wind up on streaming services soon enough, I'm sure. But it's very good. I'd certainly re- I certainly recommend it. Like if you like Del Toro's like ghost movies set against the or fantasy movies set against the spanish civil war this movie takes place in modern mexico but it has a lot of similar ideas going on so and one last surprise uh it was only on netflix although it's a huge hit in china wandering earth on and i watch this this movie is ridiculous <laughs> but it's so much fun and i was like how fun could this be and then i watched this movie and it's like this premise is insane and it was, it was like i was all i'm all about this movie it was a huge surprise of how much fun it was i'm gonna give it a shot it's on netflix and the I'll premise is ridiculous if you're gonna yell at me about godzilla don't come yell at me about wandering earth <laughs> where they where they move the damn planets <laughs> That's the one where like they have to. Uh, they have to yeah. move the earth. I, I remember <laughs> now. Yeah, I remember. I remember. They attach your... rockets to the earth. Right. I do <laughs> remember you talking about this over the summer. Now. Yeah, I gave like a, I think like a thirty-minute lecture on this movie. <laughs> Disappointments uh, yesterday, honestly. Like, mm. mm-hmm. there, it, there's a very good premise here, and I think the movie's still like fine. It's just it doesn't capitalize on something so like interesting to me. Like, sure. it just has such. There's so much it could, there's, there's so much it could have done that I think would have worked better. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, hey, how about you? Surprises? Surprises, uh, definitely crawl. I mean, those, this is a movie that I had heard the, of the press screening and how the press loved it, and then I went to go see it in theaters, and my theater was a hoot. We were <laughs> we were yelling and and uh, hollering at the screen. It was great. Uh, as far as disappointments goes, are we doing multiple or are we just doing one each? If you, I mean, if you have something significant to say, go for it. Okay, gotcha. I mean. We'll talk about the different person in a different category in the next one, I guess. But in terms of disappointments, it would be – there was nothing largely hugely disappointing. It wasn't as though I was expecting knockout performances from whatever else. But also the things that were supposed to be good were good. The things that weren't supposed to be good weren't really that good. Oh and I guess God. that I was holding. What, what movie is this? <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is like I think that the only thing that would really fit into the whole entire compartment of disappointing for me was – uh, one of the movies I didn't like as much was just Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I mean, I, I wasn't sure what to expect from it, but I didn't like what I saw on the screen. And this might be because, we talked about it on the pod, might be because I had read some of the stuff before and I had my own visions of, of what it was when I was like a child, but uh, it just didn't really resonate with me as much. I know that it was a page turner, though, for you. All right. Well, let's let's move forward. Let's let's get to some, let's yeah. get to um, favorite uh, performances of the summer. Cool. Mark, let's where do you some of your favorite performances? Well, so Florence Pugh in Midsummer, I thought was yes, outstanding. Yeah, and then I didn't really talk about the farewell very much, but I thought Aquafina in the farewell was really good. Um, I I really liked her understated performance, and it's a bit of a it's one of these things where you know you see her in Ocean's Eight, you saw her in Crazy Rich Asians, and you think oh she's this 
you know, she's this wild kind of, you know, and she's her performance is so reined in. It's almost like uh, Whoopi Goldberg in the color purple. You're just like, well, this is not even the same person. But uh, I thought her performance was really good. Uh, and uh, and also I like the the grandmother's performance, too. I don't even I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know. I, let me look it up. Shusen Zhao. I know I'm saying that wrong, but she she was really good. Yeah. And then uh, other performances I really enjoyed. Almost everybody in the last Black Man in San Francisco: Jimmy Fails, Jonathan Majors, uh, Tashina Arnold. I thought they all were really um, captivating in that film. It was a very. It, it's kind of a more of a reminiscence, and you know, just it's not the strongest narrative, but that's when performances are even more important. I think all of them were really good. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie Bell in Rocket Man. I mentioned that mm-hmm. earlier, but I, I thought he was really good. Yeah, I'm going to follow Mark's footsteps here because I basically agree with <laughs> almost everything that he just said there. I was also going to mention uh, the the farewell and also Last Night in San Francisco. Although for the farewell, yes, the grandmother, but also I, I really like the the mom, the the person who played Aquafina's mom in that movie. I think that she had a really good. Uh, she had like this really weird tension with the mother-in-law, but also she also had her stance of how she had viewed America since the time that she had, uh, since the time of, of immigrating here. So it was it was a really strong performance from her. And then like Jonathan Majors, holy shit, man! Like that guy was knocked it out of the park. I was not expecting much from that character from the trailer, and then when I saw the movie, it was just amazing, flat out just amazing. Um, the other person I really liked was. Caitlin Deaver in uh, Booksmart. I thought that she. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. both like of that them. opening. Caitlin, yeah, both yeah, Deaver both were great. and Beanie Feldstein. I for, I should have mentioned Feldstein. that yeah. they were both really good. Yeah, but I definitely give a shout out to Caitlin because I thought that she just her her performance uh, on the screen and also her character. Uh, I just was like, wow, this is a person that I, both of them again. But for her, I was like, I'm totally rooting for this person. I got a couple here. Let's see the Pitt DiCaprio thing. Like they're both, I think, very good. Um, <laughs> In Hollywood, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> they just work. I, well, well, yeah. Are we? Are we? Pre- we're predicting nominations, probably, right? Oscar nominations. I mean, for perhaps. I, 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 think, to, um, yeah. I um, think Pitt's got a lot going because it. Him. I think Pitt's gonna I, win. I would. Yeah. He'll get a legacy think, one even off of this. I feel. I think both yeah. of them. I think both of them could get nominated. I wouldn't deny it. Although you're hearing a lot of things out of like the film festivals going on right now. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things from Telluride as well. <laughs> um, Jonathan Majors in Last Black Man in San Francisco, I think, is fantastic. Um, yeah, he, he's terrific in that film. I think they're both. I think Jimmy Fails. He's also very good. But I think Jonathan Majors feels like the real standout to me as yeah. far as it goes. Um, I mentioned Hemsworth. I think Hemsworth is the MVP of Endgame. He does a lot. Yes. That I think really for Thor. Works. For Thor, um, and not just the fact that like he takes on like a new like dimension of him, but I just think the everything that adds up from the previous movies builds to this point that he's at, and I think the journey that he goes on is well rounded out here, um, even if it's not as like as epic as Downey or or uh, Evans in the movie itself. Sure. I think everything that you've seen from this person from Thor and like how it adds up to where he is in this movie, I think is fascinating. I think he. I think he's grown so much from what 2011 when he was first Thor oh, to this sure. point in his career. So. Yeah, <laughs> which makes I mean, it all even the... if you saw Infinity War, I mean, he's got some great. Oh, he's he has looking at some of the best and, moments in the yeah. Infinity War for me. And I was like, dude, I feel for this guy super hard. I do think Edgerton's very good in Rocket Man. I did want a lot to shout about again because I do think. I mean, he sings, which is a step up from the previous Oscar winner. So I like that part. Um, that was the most hilarious part of the Oscars was that they cut to him lip syncing as his clip. <laughs> And I mean the I think the the um 
the actress that plays Nine Eye in, Fair, in the Farewell. Yep. I, think, I think she's. I mean, you have if you for making a movie that kind of surrounds the this person. I I think that is a good a strong performance as far as like giving you what who she is and what she represents to the family and how she, that how what her impact is on everybody else around her. I think that's yeah. it, it works really well. Um, cool. So we had some uh, moments. We want to do some favorite moments. Oh uh, wait, I have I have a few yeah, performances I want to talk about. Oh, you didn't get any perform- I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was um I, a few of them already been mentioned. I was going to talk about Aquafina and uh, Beanie from Booksmart, but I wanted to mention Mark the Costco's from John Wick. Oh, John Wick. Yeah. Oh man. I'm glad he's back in the mix. Um, I really enjoyed um, Chris Evans and Captain America. I think he kind of got really comfortable with the character towards the end from the first movie. And yep. I felt like it was, I felt like it really kind of brought it together. <clears throat> um, also, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to really jump in there with uh, uh, those dogs in John Wick chapter three were fantastic as well. Oh yeah, obviously all the yeah. dogs. Uh, I actually want to uh, recommend uh, Jack Rayner in Midsummer because he is, an awful boyfriend and I mean, I he are he very was, good i mean he yes. was great he was wonderful um yeah so like because everybody else already mentioned a lot of the good stuff but yeah i think those are the ones that are kind of highlighted that you do have to play that like that is a that can't be an easy role to play somebody that's that like basically detestable <laughs> that's everything he that's is, going on. like at the what? end of the movie you're like good for her <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah the other thing that made it so unbearable was uh, the point where, you know, things are really falling apart in the movie. And then she's like, dude, we got to get out of here. And he's like, OK, OK, hold on. Uh, I think I might want to write about this. And it's like, what? You're get such a out. terrible guy. Get out. Yeah, you're a terrible guy. You know, um, I'll, the um, what's his name? Masad, the guy that plays Aladdin in Aladdin. Like as much Mena, as I've, uh, Mina Masad. Yeah. Mina Masad. I, as much as we've kind of downplayed some of the Disney remakes, I do think like the Aladdin cast like works for that movie, and I do think Masad like he makes a good Aladdin. Like because the again the marketing I thought was so terrible for that movie, but like he is fun as Aladdin. Like I think he gets that down, even if the well, even if well, one Mark said it best too. Yeah, it, it, Mark, you said it best. I mean, I enjoyed the movie too. I, I thought that it was. Fine, it just wasn't swooping and epic, but it wasn't terrible. And I think some of the songs might have suffered from uh, Robin Williams being so great at oh, the songs. And but actually, I I liked Will Smith as no, the genie. Was great. Yeah. Whenever, yeah, whenever he, when, really whenever human? he gets to be, when he looks like him. a human, I I wish they sure. just had allowed him to be that way through the whole film. That that would have been fine, and I mean that would have been like the, like it was on the Broadway stage. And I, I think he's appealing, and and actually it, maybe one of the more appealing, you know, likable performances that he's given in a while. So yeah, yeah. But like I always thought, I think that's funny between like Aladdin and Lion King. Just a quick aside is that I think our expectations were. Lion King was going to be great, and Aladdin was going to be garbage. I, for I did me, not it have was this expectation. I'm sorry. Oh, really? well, I think a lot of people, well, like, oh, Lion King's going to be massive. But, I, like, it I made was, a lot of money, but I don't I've it said this. Good. I was more curious about Aladdin because I'm like, what does a Guy Ritchie Aladdin movie look like? Where Lion King, I'm like, well, I know what that's going to look like. It's going to look mm. like Lion King. Like, they're animals. Like, it was it's pretty tame. Like, like it's, it's not like there's much room for improv. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot of much room for anything in that movie. <laughs> Well, there's there's room enough to you know make it thirty minutes longer than the original Lion King, so. and less heavy and you know fun. It's crazy. A guy Ritchie also you know he directed that Man from Uncle movie. I enjoyed that. That was that great. Movie. That was so good. Oh okay, because it, it kind of yeah, it was came really in, good. Yeah. All right, good. I'm glad because I really enjoyed that film. I think that was well done, but it it's kind of <laughs> came and went. And yeah. to me, that was the Batman Superman movie we deserved. 
the uh, the eating the lunch while yeah. while Army Hammer getting his ass kicked. That was fun. Yeah, it was great. Now let's get to some moments. Yes. Moments, moments, moments. Moments. <laughs> uh, for me, I think there are two major moments of the summer. The first 15 minutes of Midsummer is excruciating and terrifying, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. And then there's the out-of-time sequence in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood during to the Rolling Stones song, Out of Time. All that, and then like that last climax of it. I think those two are the moments of the summer. Oh, and one more. I'm sorry. When uh, Captain America picks up the hammer. That's one of mine. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Like That's the, the summer of Which one? 2019. When Cap gets the hammer. And oh, from there, he's been worthy all along, man. When, oh, when yeah. Thor, and like the Thor's the light in his eyes, and he's like, "I knew it." Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I think from there to the um, Avengers Assemble line, like that's just. Oh yeah, because you get all the portals and all. You that. get everything. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Especially because Caps, he's really good at that hammer. Like he just picks it up yeah, and starts knowing what to do. He's brazen lightning. He's like Raiden all of a sudden. Oh, well, he knows. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Are they making a more combat movie again? Yes, they are. James Wan's producing it. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's set in the Contra universe. <laughs> <laughs> La Llorona shows up as a playable character? Yeah, it's DLC, <laughs> but she's like... <laughs> That's funny. She only fights kids. <laughs> yeah. Mark, did you have any favorite moments? Um, you know, I didn't focus too much on individual moments but I, I and i wasn't really crazy about rocket man as a whole but i think mm. i did think that the musical numbers in rocket man sure. were really spectacular and and well um put on there's a, a performance saturday nights all right for fighting i think that sequence That's is great. as great as any classic movie musical even you know in the 50s or the 40s you know when when they were at their peak so i i think that was uh really well done and then um I, let me i'll just add that and that's uh, a tribute ulti- to the director for sure I, I would just add that that's ultimately why i'm i i forget how what your review was exactly but i i was at like a seven and it's because there's not enough of that stuff in it like and that's the stuff that i expected to see based off what the ads were showing it's like yeah okay this looks neat it's like a, it's trying to do something fantastical as opposed to giving you a straight up biopic but instead it's just like we're gonna give you everything we're gonna give you the fantasy stuff we're gonna give you a traditional biopic stuff we're gonna give you some flashbacks and flat like, so it's like all right you're you're kitchen sinking me with musical biopics the stuff that works works pretty well but yeah those musical numbers are really good so yeah, I mean, if you were to boil my review down to a, a number, I'd give it like a six out of ten. I, I, mm-hmm. I it was a positive, but uh, uh, Dexter Fletcher is the uh, director, and I, I yeah. think he he really I, I'd love to see him direct more um, musicals. The issue I had with that mu- musical is just that it there wasn't enough factual stuff into it. It was just so it played so fast and loose with the facts and and the music and everything, and everything was all jumbled in a in a sense. And I I'm quite familiar with. Uh, uh, Elton, Elton John's John. bi- yeah. yeah with his biography and when songs came out so when I I get it uh, he, it was a fantasy so there were songs that were showing up at, in times that didn't exist but it, it just sort of like yeah it's a, a little bit kind of what, what you're saying too Aaron is that it's kind of do a, it's trying to do a lot <laughs> but and, and the other thing I really like and I, I won't spoil it but there's a there's a uh, an end title card to the farewell that gives you a little bit of information and I thought that was like yeah that was Aaron and I, Aaron and I talked about that like that's, I think off the, air last last week that's one of, that's one of mine no that's yeah. one of my moments because it's, oh, really? it's, it's a it's still, a perfect and I still, touch I, and I still think about it like mm-hmm. I still re- reflect on that 
bit of information. Yeah. I have a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the cap, yeah, the cap hammer thing, the the farewell thing. Um, I think the Brad Pitt arriving at at the ranch at Spawn Ranch. I think oh, that's yeah. some of the best directed tension I've seen in a long time. The uh, veins and, in his arms. That's good stuff. And yeah. Leo, the, the Leo acting the second time, like when he, when he, after the trailer, after the, after well, his breakdown yeah. of the trailer, yeah. his, <laughs> his second time he's doing like when he just, cause it's so well done. <laughs> like yeah. just, he should like, he shows how good of an actor he can be, but just the, the way it's written is fun. Like for a, like for Quentin to, to try to write like a TV show that's based off a real like the, his episode of Lancer. It's like yeah. that's fun. It's it's neat to see him doing this. I think Rodan escaping the volcano and wreaking havoc in in South that's America cool. is my favorite action scene of the year right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like he goes he comes out of a volcano, he sweeps over a city and destroys it, and then takes on a bunch of jets. And then he goes after Ghidorah. It's just this like one, two, three punch of. Like, I don't know crazy... if you noticed this, Aaron, but they <laughs> saved all those people in one boat. Uh, they didn't. Uh, That's it's... what the movie showed me. Nope, <laughs> they showed a lot of people dying. Um, but uh, it's it's wild. There's a it's a yeah. wild wild number of things that happen for a crazy kaiju movie. So I'm all about totally. that. The John Wick gunshot fight. Um, or he has to build his own gun, and then it turns into a knife fight. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about that. Um, and the plush rush in Toy Story 4 is, again, one of my most sustained pieces of laughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, in, in I am just recalling all those stories now. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a great little sequence. Yeah. Abe, how about you? As far as uh, moments go, I mean, these are things that sort of play in my mind just randomly throughout uh, the summer. Uh, it'd be the airport scene in um, Booksmart. Uh, I really liked whether that was... Yeah. They played it out, but then also some nice little things at the end there. And then it'd be the mid-credits singer sequence from Far From Home, uh, where uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's on the screen. And then it would be the, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of like the, the ending of the farewell, so to speak. Um, and it, it was fun. It was nice. But uh, as far as, like, um, if I could throw this in there, it's not really a moment, but I've seen the trailer for The Last Black Man in San Francisco probably, like, 50 times now. And it's it's one of the best trailers of this year. I was trying to like identify a moment that I really like because I just I think that whole movie just works in itself. But I do like the um, <laughs> there's two moments. But I mean I like one that when he's with the guy that sings I've Got Five on it, like he's singing. Yeah. Um, the San Francisco. Mike, uh, is it Mike? I want to say I like Mike Mitchell, but I'm not sure. It's something like that. Yeah. Um, that's just a nice like because there's. There's some episodic stuff that happens in that movie, and I think that's like a really nice bit, among other many nice bits. But I do like the final performance, I guess, that Jonathan Majors' characters gives. Like it kind of, it's a result of everything we've kind of seen, and yeah. I, it 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 just shows the, the the amount of things he has to do in this movie. I think it's a good example of that. So mm-hmm. let's uh, let's get to some listener feedback real quick. Feedback, 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 feedback. feedback. That was pretty good. Everyone, Mike good. Marshall, Mike Marshall. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. Um, we got we had a couple questions here uh, just to get some kind of reflections of the summer. If you want to start this one off, certainly do. When I pull it up, <laughs> so just give me a moment here. Uh, I got five on it, by the way. Yes. Uh, first question that we asked everybody: What are your favorite uh, and least favorite films of the summer? John writes: Favorite, loose, least favorite, book smart. John, we might have talked oh. about this later in a session. <laughs> least favorite. <laughs> wow! Did we get that uh, flipped around? I don't know, but uh, Justin writes, uh, of what I've seen, Shazam and Missing Link, if not specific to theater, uh, then Always Be My Baby, Murder Mystery, 
Uh, Lee's favorite, he was not impressed with Avengers Endgame. I'll admit we didn't have a whole lot of movies, so I can't make a really good choice for for sure. So, Justin, uh, good on you. I know that you've got a lot going on, but uh, we might have to talk about that Endgame as well. Uh, And the friend of the show, Adam Gentry, my favorite films that lined up with the summer movie Gamble predictions. Uh, That's pretty good. That's that's a pretty solid burn to all of us. And my least favorite ones are the ones that didn't. So Adam's thinking all about the game here. He's, he's got his head in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have some, uh, what are your favorite, were your surprise and disappointments of the movies? Irene writes, there were two movies that had popular Japanese monsters and Ken Watanabe in a small role, and I found both of them very entertaining. <laughs> and Lion King, however, was super disappointing. And Susan writes, Lion King and Dark Phoenix and Scary Stories to Tell in the, tell in the Dark were bummers. She's not wrong. Friend of the show, Susan. Um, I will note, we got a question. Um, this week we went over our feedback. Mm-hmm. Feedback, um, feedback, just, feedback, feedback. <laughs> it's, Love it. It's pretty basic from Justin, but it's just were you happy with the movies this summer? I think we, um, we kind of answered. It. I mean, it was. It was I thought it was a better summer. Yeah. I don't think there was many movies that I wanted to see, but the ones I wanted to see were all pretty good. Like I wasn't incredibly disappointed, and I wasn't like bummed about anything. I think it was. I think it was. A, I think it was a solid summer with good content if you looked for it. I mean. I, as far as the major tent poles go, like there wasn't any mil- mil- real surprises for me. I'll say, like some movies didn't deliver, but I also didn't expect them to deliver as well. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah, like Men in Black was like whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I, I could predict that not everyone's gonna love Godzilla in the same way that I do, but like I, I'm a fan of that thing. So it's like I don't know. <laughs> sure. and, I think and history Tar- will and, history will and, prove you right. And, Tar- <laughs> and Tarantino made another great movie. Like it's not <laughs> it's hard for it wasn't, me. It wasn't a terrible summer, yeah. Um, all right. Well, all right. So as we start to wrap things up here, um, let's real quick next summer, <laughs> summer 2020. I don't want to go too far into this, but what do we think is going to be like the, the top three hits next summer? Like what? Like we have a Marvel movie, we have Black Black Widow, mm-hmm. we have Top Gun, we have uh, Fast and Furious Nine, we have a new a Minion sequel, the uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman Wonder Woman sequel, Wonder Woman, right? In the Heights. I'm curious if that does like Mamma Mia business. Yeah, Jungle Cruise, okay. Jungle yeah. Cruise, another Ghostbusters, which makes me think it's not yeah. gonna do well. Mark, <laughs> Mark, where are you at for next summer, 2020? Tenet. Okay, Christopher so I, I, I'm gonna. I mean, this is really hard to predict at this point, but I'm gonna say Wonder Woman, 1984. I don't know why. What, what is it? 1984? Is that because it's it, set in 1984? It's, <laughs> it's like... But but why 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 is it necessary to put it? I don't know in the title. You'll, you'll find out next summer. <laughs> So that's I, I I predict that number one, Black Widow number two, and I'll say Pixar is going to come out with a movie called Soul. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'll put that. I I could put Minions, but I just I feel like people are going to be a little like tired of that. I mean I think it'll still do well, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put Soul because I'm I just save this clip of you talking about Minions. <laughs> yeah, when it's no, the I'm, number I'm, one movie well, of all time. <laughs> you know that I I've soured on that franchise as, as it's. <laughs> gone on so sure i'm yeah. not i'm not as robust on it as i was before but anyway but see yeah, i'm gonna go with soul something original cool alan any, any thoughts here uh i think it's wonder woman uh i want to say top gun maverick but i don't know um let's say let's say Jungle Cruise. nostalgia is strong wonder it woman hit yeah yeah um and then let me just do a shot in the dark legally legally blonde three there you go <laughs> i like it I, I like it. Oh, it I mean, opens, have, opens early well. May. It's Reese Witherspoon. Did they know. have a catchy tagline for this one or no? 
not it's, yet, it's but you know, it'll, it'll probably be the best. So, <laughs> Abe, where are you? Back in the house, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, no particular order here, but I, I Wonder Woman 1984, <laughs> Black Widow, and uh, Fast and Furious 9. And I would love to give a shout out to the Bob's Burgers movie. I didn't know this was happening, <sighs> but I mean, I know you're just not gonna make slightly make tons of money, but still, I was like, wow. I love that show, so I'm going to go see the hell out of it. I hope it's good. I mean, Dunkirk did really well, and this is like, a, Nolan's making a time travel movie? Like, talking about Tenet? Tenet, yeah. Uh-huh. Great yeah. teaser trailer. We're talking about way. top three. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's not, a, it's not a franchise thing. So, like, yeah, Wonder Woman, I guess Black Widow, and... So nobody's doing Morbius? Nobody's doing Morbius, <laughs> no. I think the Pixar pick's pretty good, actually, Mark. I think that's a, a solid one to rely on. Um, yeah, like, I don't... Like, is Jungle Cruise going to make... I would not be surprised <laughs> if it makes, like, $300 million. Yes. At this, at this rate? I mean, it's got two likable actors in it. I mean, one Mar- was Pirates Mary and one was... And Hobbs. One was, one was Pirates <laughs> right. and one was Haunted Mansion. Like, you know, it could go either way. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Soul seems like a good pick for, you know, Pixar just killing it. So mm-hmm. I, I'd agree. All right, um, follow that out of the way. Um, got some uh, quick and out. Uh, that was feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. We did feedback, feedback earlier. Feedback. We, didn't, we didn't wrap up that segment <laughs> though. Uh, let's do what out now. Prisms went out now. Yeah, they're coming out on Blu-ray DVD this week, and we just talked about a few of them. Um, on Blu-ray this week, we have Men in Black International. Eh, skip it. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> uh, Booksmart's out this week as well. Woo! Oh, go see, see it. Uh, Ma is out this week. Go see it. Yeah. Uh, Mary Magdalene is out this week. That came Never out. Okay. Yeah, the like the the Joaquin Phoenix and um, the other one. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Dragon tattoo. Mara. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Nipper Pace. Yeah. No, the other one. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just sorry. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the wind. It's a horror movie that came out earlier in the year that I heard good things about actually. Yeah. Let's see, TV stuff. You got Wayne, Wynonna Earp, Season 2. Uh, Gang, season. True Detective, Season 3. Which, mm. uh, you have Herschela and Steven Dorff gave great performances. Okay. The season itself, it's like, well, I watched it. I can't really remember much about it, but there, I remember them being very good at it. So it still goes uh, Season 1, 3, and then 2? 1, 3, 2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Young Sheldon, Season 2. I already got canceled. I was kind of happy to hear that. On um, especially stuff this week from Kino, you got a triple feature of Alec Guinness films: King King Hearts and Coronets, The Man in the White Suit, and The Lavender Hill Mob. Lavender Hill Mob is a great movie. I mean, if you want to see Alec Guinness be funny, there's some good examples right there. <laughs> yeah. And The Lady Killers, but that's already out. Um, let's see, Dogtooth is out this week as well. So Marcus is happy. This is Yorgos Lanthimos' Academy Award nominated uh, best foreign film from a few years back. Thank you, Marcus. And uh, Rambo is on 4K this week in anticipation of. Last Blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's a great performance uh, by by Stallone in that movie, though. Oh, wait, wait. We're talking Rambo. about Rambo number five, or are you talking about number four, Rambo. Oh, number said... four. Oh no, that wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, that was him in like Vietnam. That was good impersonation. Good job. No, you were in training. I can I can really hear all of the uh, the Botox in your in your face. You were in training. Uh, on Netflix this week, we have The Dark Crystal, colon, Age of Resistance. This is the prequel TV series adaptation of The Dark Crystal. Very cool. Has anyone seen The Dark Crystal? I have. Oh, the original? Of yes, course. Not in years. Long, you long say, of course. Ago. 
I watched it for the first time the other day because I've never seen it before, and it was on Netflix. I'm like, well, I guess this show is coming out. So, wait, wait, it, it was kind of a flop. It didn't do well. Dark was, Crystal I don't think did it was okay. Kind of... Dark Dark Crystal did okay. Labyrinth was the flop. La- Labyrinth was the one that flopped, and that like really upset uh, Jim Henson. He like was really depressed after that. Actually, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, neither of them were like. But yeah, Dark Crystal was. It's a movie. I so I watched it. It's fine, I guess. I didn't know there was no humans in it. I was not aware of this. I was like, oh, this it's is all puppets. puppets. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this This seems ambitious. I wish it you was know, better. <laughs> you know what the problem with the original Dark Crystal is, and I don't know what the new one is like, but the puppets, the, there's not enough facial expression. They have such a blank sort of... <laughs> like like, we've talked about blanking it, enough. It is, right. It's like the Lion King uh, criticism. But yeah. it, it, that's the thing I remember that there's just no like expression to their faces. So it's it's very hard to get in, you know into their plight. From what I've heard about this new series, it's supposed to be pretty phenomenal as far as the visual and technical aspects of it. Like, is it, it still doing the I same thing? I don't know anything with... about it. I've seen it, but it, I mean, the, the, the like promos, is it, is, I didn't it, notice it. Is it puppets or... Yeah, it's still puppets. It's still physical puppets that they made, okay. and it's supposed to be okay. a prequel to the the plot of the first film. Like that's the idea they're going for, mm-hmm. and it's gotten uh-huh. great reviews so far. I'm very surprised yeah. that a Louis Leterrier production has better reviews than a Frank Oz slash Jim Henson production. But there you <laughs> go. Um, let's see. On Prime this week is Carnival Row season one. This is the Orlando Bloom, Cara Delevingne fantasy TV series thing. Yeah, that looks weird. Is that like humans and like fairies and stuff? Yeah, so it's like it's a medieval bright kind of thing. Yeah, kind medi- of, yeah medieval or like um, um no yeah, med- Victorian, Victorian, Victorian bright. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I messed that up myself. It's all right. Plug it. I will not fix it in post. I will double it. Yeah, do whatever. Um, yes. <laughs> I doubled down on it. I can't believe he said that. That's what's out now. Um, next week's show. Next week we'll be covering it. Colon chapter two. <laughs> can't wait. We uh, flip the pages, and there's a new chapter in it. I know Aaron is excited. I, it's funny because I have like the rare crew assembled that all were not as favorable as it is the rest of the world. It would seem so, including you so, and I. Yeah. Because oh, I know you Mark, no, you weren't, you weren't I, super huge on it no, either. I, no, I wasn't either. You were. You were right. I, like, I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the early word makes me think maybe y'all like this movie because it's so. Uh, different from the first no because it's so like different from the first movie where the first movie was like you can't wait to see it and I'm like I saw it and didn't like it yeah. it wasn't this good <laughs> it wasn't good I don't care what anybody says it's not a good so this one's coming around and people are not as jazzed about it maybe I'll like it so we'll see that's possible it could yeah, happen yeah. never know I maybe, just, this, you know. maybe this two hour 45 minute clown movie is gonna get me I don't, I don't know I don't <laughs> see so wait all four of us didn't like chapter one I guess I think Abe is probably the highest on it no like, I, okay. I didn't like it you liked much. it more than I did when we first talked about it. But I, 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 still... I remember these things. <laughs> no, but I, I like looking back on it. There's nothing like fond about it that I that was like, oh wow, that was like a really cool sequence. Like only the opening sequence is what I liked about it because I was yeah, I agree pretty down on it when I again I started going to like a, a rabbit hole, so to speak. And I even sent Aaron. I was like, dude, you got to read the Fukunaga script. And I sent it over to you. And I was like, this movie wasn't very good. It wasn't very scary. It's very very goosebumps level. Um, and the Fukunaga yeah. script. Just super like bloody and sexual and it's like this is a movie that i would want to see okay well we can talk a lot more about this when we talk about it chapter two next week yeah who's gonna... yancy's gonna be with us that week too he's he like he, he asked if he could be on that show so good oh. for him curious what <laughs> he's makes, gonna say makes it easier on me <laughs> um all right that's that's it next uh that's gonna do it for this week's episode no, that's it that's it
That's it. No, we're done. And, and <laughs> yeah. the end. Uh, you can find more of my work, my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing at why, uh, we, we live entertainment.com as well as why so blue. You can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe. You can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, Abe.moo, and Twitter.com slash Wolfsmoose. Hashtag ha. Huh. <laughs> Alan Aguilera. You can where, where yeah, can find you? Uh, you can find my Instagram. It is Alderain. A L D O R A Y N E. Um, you can you know find me wandering around the Carolinas trying to find good food. That's about it. There you go. Yeah, Mark Oban. You can find my reviews on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. You can find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also listen to over at HHWD, SoundCloud, and Podomatic. Uh, feel free to email us anything you had uh, to say about this week's episode or anything else we talked about at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Or write on our Facebook wall, facebook.com, podcast, or tweet us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. Underscore. Underscore? Let's see. We still got to get Abe to that all cloud screening of it, but I think for now that's going to do it. So until then, until next time, so long. And goodbye. Toodles. Best believe I punched Keanu Reeves and it was better than any scene you could see in speed. I hit John Wick and now I'm feeling so appealing. Basically, I'm a god. You could call me Hercules. Best believe I punched Keanu Reeves and it was better than any scene you could see in speed. I'm telling you for real, I punched Neo. He could duck bullets, but he couldn't duck me. I'm feeling so refreshed, the new sheriff's in town Check the button on my vest, it's Keanu with the bruise around the Oculus Now I'm just cruising the metropolis, in my prime like optimist Everything is half full, I'm an optimist Haven't done-ish, yet I feel accomplished Best pugilist, blessed with the iron fist Strong enough to survive the apocalypse And any summit I could be on Any point break, I could surf with my Gion Take any fighter, any class, I'ma put you on your ass Then I'll pee on you peons for eons, eons, eons and eons, etc. Not a tall fellow, but nobody can measure up. And if you want to feel similar to this, all I had to do was cold cock an icon of cinema. Best believe I punched Keanu Reeves and it was better than any scene you could see in speed. I hit John Wick and now I'm feeling so appealing. Basically, I'm a god. You can call me Hercules. What an excellent adventure. I wouldn't be surprised if Keanu's wearing dentures. I got a high five that can make a man die. I should be with the Justice League and the Avengers. Taking out contenders with glee. Carefree and as happy as can be low-key. Cause the only thing better than punching Keanu Reeves is the fact that his...